0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski.
1: And I'm Jeremy Dionisio.
0: And we are coming at you with a recap of the Monday, August 22nd game uh, between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. It's the first time we've done Cubs versus Cards, uh, I think, for this podcast. So uh, a pretty exciting episode.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, We we had the exciting matchup of Cardinals versus White Sox uh, previously. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is our first. We we, we saw one. Uh, I think I think one Cubs Cards game, but that was pre. Or actually, that was yeah. It just was not for the podcast. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it was uh, it's a big one and uh, very. Uh, I don't know. Close close game. Yeah, it say. was
0: a, a, as I think uh, Scott Pitsudnik said on a post game show for the White Sox. It was a good crisp ball game. Um, I just remember him saying that one time. So yeah, uh, it was it was a great game. It was a great game to be at. Um, but uh, uh, before that, it's episode number 173. Um, so Jeremy, uh, who is your 173 guy?
1: Yeah, very good. Um, my 173 guy, Jack, is Nate Colbert.
0: Oh, OK. Right. Uh, tell me more about Nate Colbert.
1: Yeah, so Nate Colbert definitely a guy before our time, um, but a guy that I learned about through baseball cards uh, in recent years. Um, he had 173 homers. Uh, he is the all-time home run leader for the San Diego Padres franchise. So wow. that's like uh, definitely the most notable thing about Nate Colbert. Mm-hmm. Um, he played, debuted in 1966, uh, ended his career in 1976 um, at only age 30. Um, a back injury uh, forced him to uh, retire young, um, but he was um, part of the expansion uh, San Diego Padres. So uh, he started off as a Houston. Um, I think these are the. I think, the, I think they were the Astros at this point, right?
0: Yeah, um, I'm not sure. If, were they the Colts or the Astros? Let's let's they see. Were, there they were the Astros. Ah, so they, they were the Astros. Astros. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, so yeah, he was uh, he was a Houston Astro, and um, then uh. Got uh, drafted by the Padres, and um, he had a stretch of three years where he was an all-star uh, for the NL. Uh, during those three years, he hit 27, 38, and 22 homers. Um, I mean, I think his 1972 year is kind of like that big year. He finished eighth in MVP voting. 38 homers, 111 RBIs. Uh, only hit 250. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he he, he, packed a, he packed a lot of those homers into like kind of like a small – Uh, Stretch of time because from '75 uh, he hit double-digit homers from '69 to '74, and then from uh, '75 and '76 he bounced around a lot, and then just um, had to retire, and uh, just you know just didn't really get to uh, complete his career. But uh, 173 homers in uh, um, you know uh, over 10 seasons, really like kind of like I would say like seven like full-time seasons. Uh, six or seven. So uh, yeah, it's kind of like you know what could have been with with this guy Nate Colbert, but uh, he is still the uh, Padres franchise leader in homers. And uh, with recent uh, news about uh, a young star for the San Diego Padres, who knows um, if uh, you know if and when he'll get caught. I mean, he will probably get caught at some point, but uh, might not be as soon as it was looking with uh, one FTJ. Ha.
0: Yeah, um, uh, for sure. Uh, I think they just announced today, too, that he's getting shoulder surgery. So, uh, uh, you know, he'll might he he'll be out for for a while. Um, I was just speculating, like, if, if Fernando he's hadn't been hurt, he'd probably be maybe two seasons away from catching Nate Colbert. And I'm talking about mm-hmm. hadn't been hurt for the last couple of years um, and missed, yeah. missed so much time since he debuted. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how many Manny Machado has, but he's probably got about 80 or 90 Padres homers at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Hosmer's. Never hit for power. I was trying to think. <laughs> so that that's an interesting uh, trivia question. We should do an episode about the leading home run hitter for every team. Yeah. Um, I bet there would be some surprises in there for sure. I, I certainly would have been surprised by Nate Colbert. I was trying to think. Well, who would I would have get who who would I have guessed for the Padres all time yeah. leader? We should we should do like which guy we guessed versus which guy it actually was. I, I probably would have guessed Dave Winfield. Um, and while you, yeah. while you were uh, talking, I, I looked it up and Dave Winfield hit 154. Yeah. So for the Padres, so he was he was about a season shy of uh, of Nate Colbert. Um, so that's cool. Uh, congrats to him. Um, and you know, I uh, it'd be nice if he could hold on to that for a little while. I, th- I think a lot of that record is just the product of free agency, and mm-hmm. nobody nobody stays with the Padres for very long because they typically haven't been a team that, that pays guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's a very interesting one.
1: Yeah, for sure. I Jack, there's a website called Sporkle um, that was a big. Uh, on the scene maybe about 10 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all kinds of trivia questions. I think we've talked about it before. I'm sure yeah. a lot of our listeners know about the site, but uh, um, you can guess like one of the categories is like franchise uh, home run leaders. And um, so I, I might, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I might have to like kind of uh, asterisk my picks cause I feel like I, I've, I've done that quiz a lot. So I know sure. I would say, I will say at some point before I think Giancarlo Stanton is the uh, Marlins, our sure. uh, franchise leader, but uh, before that it was a very odd choice. it was very odd oh man like, who was uh, it
0: Prest- Preston
1: Wilson or something? It was not. I believe it was Dan Ugla.
0: oh okay yeah that makes that makes sense for sure. I mean yeah. I guess like yeah Hanley Ramirez hit some for them too before he got traded but yeah okay Ugla Ugla adds up
1: yeah yeah Hanley uh Stanton has 267 but Ugla had 154 and Hanram had 148. So, mm, okay, six, okay, just six behind Ugla.
0: Nice. Um. Well, very cool. Uh. My uh 173 guy is Julio Franco.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah because why
0: not? Um. Yeah, he had a very he had a strange career. Um. He played forever. He played from 1982 to 2007. Um. I think with with some stops uh, overseas. Uh, I always thought of him as just being a guy that like got hurt a lot. Um. Or just never seemed to play a full season. From 1994 through 2007, he never played more than 130 games. His, his high was 125. He did that twice. Um, he was a good player and an everyday player early in his, his career. Um, you know, he uh, he could hit for average. Uh, he could steal bases. Uh, 1991, he had 341. He made three all-star teams. Um, but, you know, I'm, I mostly remember him as just being a really old guy who, who bounced around a lot and was on a bunch of different teams. I mean, he was even on the Milwaukee Brewers for a, a, a spell he, uh, for 42 games. So, wow. uh, yeah, he, um, uh, I always liked him. He played until he was 48 years old, which is, which is pretty goddamn impressive. Um, you know, that, that's 10 years older than Ali Marmel is right now. Yeah, uh, for the Cardinals, if if he's actually thirty eight, like I think he is, um, he's thirty
1: six. I think they said tonight he's thirty six. So Jesus Christ! Oh, and you
0: know what? Fucking a! Today is uh, today is Julio Franco's birthday. It's gonna say that. Um, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He turned uh, he turned sixty four today. So I, I wonder if anybody played him the the Paul McCartney song today. <laughs> I don't know.
1: The uh, the other thing about Julio Franco, real quick, is like he he also like. Continued playing in like the like the Dominican League or whatever, like even after he finished in the major. So he the fucking guy played like he might have played into his fifties actually.
0: Sure, yeah. It says his last game he was actually forty nine years and, okay. and 25, 25 days old. His last major league game.
1: Oh, major so. league. Okay, yeah. yeah and he, I seem to yeah. It looks like here he appeared in some games for the Fort Worth uh, whoever's the Fort Worth Cats, the uh, independent ball team in t- twenty fourteen at age fifty five. Uh, that's so awesome. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I, I seem to remember uh, him even even as an old man, though. Like I think he was in like freakishly good shape. Yeah. Um, like I, I, th- I remember him as a dude who was always pretty pretty ripped. Um, interestingly enough, though, uh, early in his career, he grounded into a shit ton of double plays. So he seems like he was pretty fast, or maybe he was just a smart base runner. But you know, typically you you don't see guys stealing thirty plus bases and, and grounding into twenty eight. 27 double plays so he led the he led the majors in double plays two years and he -hmm. grounded into uh, 312 of them for his career although he was he was old for a lot of his career but even even when he was young in his prime he grounded into a lot of double plays so maybe he just maybe he hit the ball really hard
1: yeah, right. The exit velo maybe just got to the uh, fielders quickly, or maybe he got the same directive that the White Sox got to not run out ground <laughs> balls. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, he uh, he did he did play on the White Sox for a year, so uh, you know maybe he maybe he instilled that into their into their culture. Um, <laughs> exactly. I, I'm sure there's still people left in that organization who worked there in 1994. Oh Yeah, um, some of
1: them are managing the team. They have high coaching <laughs> positions with the team, yeah.
0: Right, yeah. I, I saw Michael Kopech got hurt again today as well. So, um, you know, that's just more problems for them. But, yes. uh, yeah, Julio Franco, uh, always liked him. And, and speaking of double plays, we're going to talk about a guy uh, later who grounded into the most uh, ever, and we saw two of them.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, all right, well, we can get to the game, I guess. Right? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so uh, Cubs-Cardinals, like we said, um, uh, like most of these games re- of recent times here, uh, we've uh, Jack and I have been arriving separately. Um, I am uh, coming from a little bit closer by, so I uh, get to get there a little early, watch a little little BP. I saw um, Pujols taking BP and just crushing some some balls. I got some video of it too, which is pretty cool. So that's kind of cool to have. <laughs> um, I also ca- happened to catch uh, Tyler O'Neill um, shagging fly balls, and uh, if if you don't know. Um, Tyler O'Neill's deal. I think his dad was like some kind of like fucking like you know Mister Mister Universe like bodybuilder guy for yeah. Canada. Oh wow. Okay. Um and uh and Ty- Tyler O'Neill um is uh also like similarly ripped. He's he's it's funny because he's sh- he's like five ten. Yeah. He you know I would almost I think by virtue of being like short, like relatively short and like ripped, he I feel like he kind of qualifies as a micro guy a little bit (laughs) it's like if you're short but not with average build uh you're or you know if you're 5'10 and average built i don't think you you're a micro guy but if you if you're like putting on all that muscle who you know seemingly overcompensating maybe for like a napoleon complex or something (laughs) you know i i say go ahead and put put them into the the micro guy category but i digress um, but he was um he was in left field shagging fly balls and he was wearing like that under armor like form fitting like uh you know w- workout shirt or whatever and i think it's even the one that has like the like kind of padded like pecs in it mm-hmm. um i mean i think he is like naturally padded and or naturally like uh pec heavy <laughs> or whatever sure. um but um but like he just he looked like you know some kind of like he-man action figure or something out there which is kind of funny um, so I I got to uh, I was I was hanging on left field for a little bit catching some BP. Um, one thing about left field at Wrigley Field is uh, it is the spot of the uh, the infamous Bartman uh, ball. Um, and uh, there were some guys standing around like so everyone kind of lines up on the like outfield wall basically like where Bartman was sitting and like is like trying to catch a foul ball or like have like one of the guys who's shagging throw it to them. Um, and like there was like this kind of like douchey guy like in front of me uh like just like kind of watching bp or whatever and uh some other like doofus guys came over and they're like where is it man where is it? is it right there is it there and the guy's like no man i think it's right here that right there number one i think that's it and like they were trying to find like the bartman seat yeah sure um and uh i heard that one of the guys from like the guys who came over one of the guys was saying like oh is it still have the sticker on it and like, I, and the guy's like, I don't know, man. I don't know about a sticker. And he's like, Yeah, man. It had a sticker on there that uh, said Bartman on there. <laughs> oh God. The, and the guy is like, yeah, I don't know, man. I, you know, I don't know. And he's like, Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm sure he didn't put it on there. And it was just like, just a bonehead conversation that I witnessed uh, about guys sure. trying to find the Bartman seat, which, you know, I guess I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know why you want to find the Bartman seat. Um, uh. You know, like... Well, it's yeah.
0: it's also, like, it's a, it's just a seat. It's going to look like all the other seats. I mean, sure, I guess that's where Bartman was sitting when it happened. But, uh, you know, I think that's something that, like, all Cubs fans, you know, who actually care want to sort of put past them for yeah. a variety of reasons.
1: Yes. Absolutely, yeah. And then, or, like, you want to see it just to behold, like, you know, the site. Like, you know, like, people go to the site of the <laughs> Valentine's Day Massacre or something. <laughs> I don't know, but... But uh, but yeah so like uh, uh, I don't know but um, it was just I was like I was part, of, part partially I was feeling like you know this is my fault for coming down here into this spot where you know in a similar vein to the the, the bus there's just like it, it attracts like you know a bunch of yahoos basically so um, so I uh, hung out there Miles Michaelis was uh, like shagging and he like um, threw like a, he like he was going he was like looking for someone to throw the ball to and i kind of like called for him and he he i felt like he looked at me and then quickly just like dismissed me and looked away and threw the ball to somebody else mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah i got a close-up of willie mcgee um i got got to see him up there but uh but yeah that was kind of it and then i i headed to my seats um and uh not short not soon thereafter jack uh, arrived
0: yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, I, I got I got there actually in time to see uh, the lineups, starting lineups being announced, um, and the first pitches being thrown. I feel like I've missed some good first pitches this year, but I, I definitely saw these. Um, yeah. So one one the first one of note. Because they always have like five people throwing out first pitches. the the first The first one that was actually notable was uh, was this lady. Uh, uh, her wedding anniversary, uh, like like she. Did, I, I don't know what the the deal was. Did it, she throw it, throw out the so, first pitch on the day of her wedding? Is that yeah? What it was? Or the
1: day the day after her wedding or something? Yeah. They're like, we'd like to welcome you know Jackie O'Brien or whatever. Like uh, who on this date in nineteen ninety four um, threw out the first pitch uh, the day after her wedding, which no explanation why like. Uh, she got to throw it out then. Um, but I think they showed her like throwing the first pitch with like a veil on or something. Okay. Um, and then they're like, and this is the anniversary of that pitch or whatever. And I don't even think it was the anniversary, but it was like, you know, it was like, 20 years later, or more than that? No, it was more than that. Like Yeah, they said it was 20,
0: 28 years later. So it was 1994 that she threw out the pitch, which is well, well that's interesting because baseball was on strike in August of uh, 1994 uh, <laughs> before August 23rd. So maybe it yeah. wasn't 94. He said I, 28 years.
1: Well, I think it was, and I think it was like, I think she threw it out like on July 24th or something. Like, it, I sure I, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like, um, yeah, I don't think it was the anniversary to the day, I guess. Like okay. I think I think okay. it was in July of ninety four. Whatever. It, I don't even know why we're talking about it this much. But it's like so so she so she threw out the first pitch to like mark the anniversary then which twenty eight years is stupid too, because it's not even a round number. No. But like Okay, so you threw it out twenty eight years ago. So what? Why why do you get to throw it out twice then? Like why why that's adding that that's like She's like hey I threw it out 28 years ago I'm like oh great let's have you throw it out again it's like no that's reason for you not to be able to throw it out again there's hundreds of people who'd love to throw out the first pitch uh, so why does she get to throw it out twice I, I don't I didn't get it
0: yeah it's puzzling and here, here's what I want to know uh, is she still married to the guy
1: yeah they didn't really t- <laughs> didn't really talk about that no um, no um,
0: yeah. so yeah who knows that was a that, that was a puzzling one uh, for sure. Um, but it was at least better than the next one. Uh, so, oh man, we should have looked this guy up, dude. Well, Well, we still, we still can. Uh Should
1: we have? I I thought about looking him up (laughs) before the thing and I'm like, F F this guy. Like why? He doesn't deserve my Google search. Um, You're right. You're right. So,
0: and I'm sure he like has uh, some device that tracks like how many hits his Instagram gets. So it was this guy that they called a content creator. And anytime you hear somebody called a content creator, you know, they're just, they're nothing. They're nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's just they're just somebody who does like TikToks and Instagrams. That's it. So this person's name was Dino Ballin. Um, that was his like his nickname. It's got to be his Instagram, whatever. You're right, yeah. Jeremy. We don't want to give his Instagram more hits. So no. Anyway, he's the, they they said he was a content creator. They didn't say what he did, but you know he of course he gets on the mound and he hams it up and he it's like he he never watched a baseball game before. No. I I think I I've said this. On uh, the podcast, but one of my favorite things about the movie For Love of the Game is the way that Kevin Costner carries himself as an old pitcher who's like you know ha- having his last gasp. Uh, it's so it's so realistic, just his his, his mannerisms and, and just uh, and, and everything, uh, even the way he like just wipes sweat from his brow. It's fantastic. Um, this guy, it was like, he had an, it it was like the idea of what a pitcher does from someone who's never like actually watched, uh, an inning of a baseball game before. And has maybe like, maybe walked past a TV where a baseball game was on. Um, so, you know, he gets on the mound and he starts like looking around, like not at any bases in particular or anything. Then like, he takes the sign quote unquote from Clark and then he gives the thumbs up and to. before he throws it like, yeah, because that's what pitchers do. Right. When they get a sign, they like they just they give a big thumbs up. I mean, maybe yeah. if he was like uh, appealing, a uh, uh, you know, going to appeal a call and then decided not to um, like <laughs> David you. Ross did. May- maybe Thank that's you. maybe then you give a thumbs up. But like yeah.
1: it was it was horrible. <laughs> he, did, yeah. he did that again like two days ago, I think.
0: <laughs> I, I saw him do it yeah. on TV. Yeah that's funny yeah it's becoming his thing um so yeah, anyway after all these histrionics um probably a good 30 seconds of it he throws the worst first pitch possible you know the pitch bounces 10 12 feet in front of the plate and then uh rightfully so he gets booed off the mound which was great he deserved
1: yeah. it i I started booing him myself and then like I you know I kind of stopped and then it was I was overtaken by the the swell of the booze from uh, the rest of the crowd which like Good, good for you, Cubs fans. Like at least, you know, there's things like, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I still feel like uh, they're they're you know, by virtue of that alone, they're a well-informed fan base because that guy deserved to be booed out of the stadium, and like, someone should should uh, flag his account or whatever, and like you know like like uh, deactivate his account so he loses all his followers or something. Because yes. He sucks um so yeah like that it was just it was just it was an insult again like so many things are such a abject insult to the game of baseball like this being one of them like just dino ball and like being on on the mound just like i i honestly i feel like he makes cascade look like fucking like you know like the base great baseball historian george will or something i i don't know it's like <laughs> It's, 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 it's horrible. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it was pathetic. Um, yeah,
0: and, and, and two things. One, he, he had a Cubs jersey that said Dino Ballin on it. He had a custom Cubs jersey, so that's, that, that's disgraceful. Um, you yes. know, uh, the, the other, Jeremy, I mean, you know, we're, we're a couple of not-so-young guys anymore, and maybe this is just an old man shaking his fist at, the, at a cloud. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think, like, one of the worst things that's come out of the younger generation is the term content creator. I'll just leave that out there. You didn't have that. Nobody was nobody was a content creator, you know, 10 years ago. And now now that's like a legitimate, well, not a legitimate, but it's it's something you can call yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's uh sure he's making a good amount of money um doing whatever he does, but uh but yeah, it's like yeah, you actually had to like Name you had to define what you were creating, not just content, not just a, right, a, a, you know, yeah, a nebulous word like that. Anyway, um, so yeah, so that uh, that that happened. Um, after afterwards, they they played, um, you know, they play all these like uh, pre-game songs, um, and uh, they played some Imagine Dragon song. Um, so like, uh, you know, speaking of like not young guys anymore, um, you know, I guess people like Imagine Dragons. I don't know; they seem super lame. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, say a Suzuki walks up to the, an Imagine Dragons song. Anyway, I feel like, I I feel like the only like I feel like Imagine Dragons exist only to be played at like sporting events, like. <laughs> That's like I don't know. Like I mean, I guess I hear their songs like outside of sporting events sometimes. But it's like, it's almost like they're like, they like kind of like re-recorded like the Jock Jams songs from like the early '90s, and that's just their like music catalog. Um, I they're they're just a weird band that I just don't like. And they have like songs that sound like like completely different genres, and maybe like uh, music has evolved, and where where like genres aren't as like rigid as they used to be but like i just don't get imagine dragons and like i don't know who like like earnestly like actually likes them i, I just don't get it but uh but yeah go to a ba- if you never heard an imagine dragon song um go to buy a ticket to a baseball game and you'll hear like at least three or four different songs over the course Ye- of the the time
0: yeah, for sure. Um and let's let's not forget the guy from the Last Cubs game. Uh yeah, the Seiya Suzuki song. This guy was like Thunder, feel the thunder, lightning <laughs> and the thunder. In the nineteen twenties voice. So just let's not forget right. that guy.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that guy that guy likes him, I guess. So <laughs> uh, and we also called him like nerdy nerdy dad or something. I forgot what oh. we call him, but Oh yeah. yeah. So um all right. So um so yeah, so Anyway, Cubs, Cardinals, Cardinals are in first place. Um, obviously, longtime rivals. Uh, Pujols is uh, they they got the gang back together for this year. Like Wainwright, so help me here, Jack. Wainwright and Molina are confirmed that this is their last year, correct?
0: So Molina and Pujols are confirmed that this is their last year. Wainwright has been vague about okay. it. Okay,
1: okay, so. Pujols has confirmed it's his last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was even unsure about that one. I couldn't remember if he had or had not. Um, I think
0: his recent hot streak. They asked him. They're like, "Are you going to come back to hit 700?" And he said, "No, I'm I'm done after this year." So I okay. think yeah,
1: he's he's confirmed. I wonder if he'll get 700. I don't know, but I know, man, it's going to be close. Um, yep. but uh, but yeah, because that would, because like. <laughs> He could come back for like one month next year and get seven hundred and then retire like in May or something. That would that would be disgraceful though. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so we saw Albert Pujols. Um, and not only did we see Albert Pujols, but we saw him play third base, which was or pretty first, cool. Yeah, first, first base. base. Yeah, first yep. base. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. He did start off as a third baseman, but he did. Uh, he did. But yeah, he yeah uh, first base. Uh, third base would be really crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so he he played first base, which was cool, and. Um, yeah, I mean, so we should just talk about it because uh, you know, like this could be the last time we see him for the podcast—the one and only time we didn't—we've never seen him before for the podcast.
0: No, we saw the Angels a couple times, but I think he was hurt. He was hurt those times that they were playing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so um, in the uh, well, so this, we should just talk about. We can r- fold this into the whole game. We don't talk much about the actual games ah. anymore these days. But the game was uh, a one to nothing final. Cardinals beat the Cubs. Um. The, the two highlights for the, the Cardinals, um, by virtue of literally nothing else happening in the game, were Albert Pujols and Jordan Montgomery, the starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one nothing game. The, Jordan Montgomery threw a complete game shutout um, and only allowed one hit. So it was a one-hitter. Um, and the only run that was scored in the game was a home run by Albert Pujols, which was his 693rd for his career. Um, So that was pretty remarkable. And then Jordan Montgomery uh, threw uh, what they call a Maddox. It's an unofficial stat, which is a complete game shutout with 100 pitches or less, or maybe under 100 pitches. Mm -hmm. Um, So he he came in at 99 pitches, so he just got in there. If, uh, you know, Nicky Two Strikes would have fouled off just a couple more, (laughs) he would have blown our shot of seeing a (laughs) Maddox. Uh, But luckily, luckily that didn't happen.
0: Is that what they call Nick Madrigal?
1: Nicky Two Strikes, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah.
0: That, at least he doesn't have the Mister Three Thousand moniker anymore.
1: What? Well, yeah. Um, that's only his teammates, uh, you know, slash friends, I guess. Like. Yeah. Who, who call him that disparagingly? Right. Uh, mockingly. Um. But uh. But yeah. always a good you know thing to mock your your teammate for having high aspirations, and then <laughs> you wonder why he's gone the next year. But anyway, I digress again. Um. So so, Pujols came up, and of course there was a lot of Cardinals fans there. Um. And uh, Pujols. His first at bat was in the top of the second, and uh, you know he gets a he gets a, a big ovation, which I think is fine. Um, like obviously the Cardinals fans are like so up every. every the Cardinals fans are just fucking creepy, man. Like they they just like idolize their players like so much, like they're like like they're gods. It's just it's just really creepy. Anyway, they they give him a standing ovation. Um, I think Cubs fans kind of some Cubs fans would give him a standing ovation. They gave him an ovation just out of respect of what he's done for his career. Um, But then he gets a hit in his first at bat. And like there were like the Cardinals fans, like I, you know, I would hate to, uh, to, to do a check on them because I think some of them might've discharged some bodily fluids during, like after that, that hit uh, out of of sheer excitement. But um, there were two Cardinals fans like, in a section in front of us who were just, like, dancing, like, like if they as if they were at, like, Woodstock, you know, the original Woodstock or something, just dancing because Albert Pujols got a fucking bass hit. And it's just, like, it, I'm, like, as a Cubs fan, I'm, like, okay, enough. Like, we're done with the Albert Pujols love. Like, you know, I I, 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 I recognize what he's done with his career. He got a hit. Like, we're done with that. Uh, then, of course, he got a, 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 a homer later. But, um, but yeah, the, you know, it was – it turned out to be like the Albert Pujols night, basically. So. Yeah,
0: um, uh, I mean, really cool, Jeremy. I, I, I said to you right after the home run, like, we just saw history, um, and we did. I mean, we saw one of the last home runs he's ever going to hit. Uh, 693 is a bi- is a big deal, uh, and as somebody who, you know, didn't want the Cardinals to win but also didn't necessarily have that much of a rooting interest in the game outside of the Brewers trying to— trying to catch the Cardinals. Um, and also, let me just say this. If, if you're a fan of a team and you have to root for other teams to lose so your team can make the playoffs, your team isn't very good. Your team should just make the playoffs on their own merits, um, especially if you were in first place for most of the year. But, um, but I, I digress. Um, it, it was cool. It was cool to see him in a home run. His first hit was off the wall, but he only got a single out of it. Uh, he just he hit it so friggin hard. That uh, you know he's not going to be able to run that out. Maybe maybe Christopher Morel could have gotten a double out of that, but um, yeah, it was it was cool. He got all of the home run. It wasn't uh, super far out of the park, but it was it was definitely pretty exhilarating to see it happen. Um, and he also grounded into two double plays too. It's, it's almost like when Pujols is uh, is is batting and there's a runner on first. It's like you know it's probably just going to be a double play, and it was. He grounded into two of them. He's he leads the uh, all time. Uh, he's the all-time leader in grounding in a double plays. So we, uh, we saw the full Pujols holes menu. It was, it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. He's like a three, three true outcome guy, but like, instead of strikeout, it's a double play.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely but uh yeah that was really cool and the montgomery outing was pretty special too uh you were telling me before we started recording that there's only been one other one this year as four days ago was patrick sandoval uh Mm -hmm. who i actually think we saw pitch in the minor leagues if i'm not mistaken we did yeah Uh, so that's cool but uh dan you know damn him for throwing one four days ago because we almost saw the only one of the season
1: Um, yeah and especially
0: this late in the year you're not going to see guys throwing nine innings
1: yeah and uh yeah there's a list of uh you know Maddox games uh on wikipedia it's not it's not a comprehensive list but it's like maybe each each franchise's last guy to do it and um yeah i think there were only two last year um two or three three last year um and uh yeah so it's it's you know it's a pretty rare thing and uh yeah montgomery was just like uh, lights out um i mean so here's the thing from a cubs fan you know who is obviously not rooting for the cardinals um uh it's annoying like to be in a game like that. Like I think I said the Jack like Jack was very <laughs> Jack was very happy to see the Pool Homer. I uh. was uh I was okay I was like you know I was okay with seeing the pool holes home. I I said my my thing to Jack was like I wish it wasn't the difference in the game. Mm-hmm. Um you know so uh it would have made it a little cooler. But the I'll say this from a baseball standpoint that was a very cool game to be at. Yes. Um uh a one hitter, a major league one hitter, um complete game shutout, a Maddox Uh, Pujols, you know, hitting, um, like, inching closer to uh, not only uh, A-Rod in the home run. Like, he's right now fifth all-time, I think, right? Mm -hmm. And once he passes A-Rod, that'll be four. He'll be fourth. And then, you know, closing in on 700. Um, That's all very cool. Um, uh, From a Cubs fan, piss on both of them. I don't, (laughs) you know, I don't care. (laughs) Like, I'll, I'll appreciate the Pujols homer after he's retired, but, like, I don't give a god I don't give a good god goddamn that he hit a homer uh like you know the guy's been the guy was terrorizing the Cubs for the whole time he was with the Cardinals he they got him out of the division um and now he come back and hit hits a like a homer to win a one nothing game screw him uh that's how I feel <laughs> but uh but yeah from a baseball standpoint it was it was very cool and it was fitting that it was it ended up being a one hitter and um the Pujols was like the was all of the the um, the offense of the game. Um, the game was two hours and sixteen minutes. I mean, it was kind of a crazy game. It didn't really didn't really sink into me um, until we got home. Uh, I I ended up going to the the game today, and I'm going again Thursday. So I'm going, seeing three of these Cardinals games. Um, but if this was my only game, I kind of would have felt a little shortchanged with mm-hmm. getting just two hours and sixteen minutes of baseball. But sure. um, but you know, it it was uh, it was good baseball and like. Yeah, I mean, just uh, just to see Jordan Montgomery be that dominant, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, a really, really nice play by Nolan Arenado. Um He fielded a tough hopper um, uh, with uh, barehanded uh, at third base and and threw the runner out at first um, yeah. for the out, and he made it look easy too. Uh not an easy play. He basically had to just pick it up with his hand and and literally in a split second throw throw it. Uh, only. Only he and maybe like Brooks Robinson could could have made that play, so that was really cool. Um, that guy.
1: Oh, was, go ahead. Oh, it was cool to see. I will say, um, you know, base, the baseball gods being what they were, he had a similar barehanded attempt today, and it went under his hand, and he got an E5. So, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool how, like, that happens, too. But, um, but even, yeah. Yeah, it
0: evens out. Um, that, that's that's tough, too, to give a guy an error on a, a barehanded play like that. Did it seem like it should have been an error, like he should have made it? Or? or
1: You know what? Actually, the E5 was on a different play. He, he actually had two misplays at third base today. One oh, okay. was, like, um, yeah, if I think I'm a if I. I think I'm remembering correctly there was a hot smash um down uh like that kind of like went off of his shoe or something and ricocheted out in foul territory so I uh, now I'm forgetting which one they called the hit and which one they called the error but uh but yeah they were I mean they were not easy plays um but uh but yeah just yeah you know that's the baseball gods for you
0: for sure, I, I'm sure that guy in those left field bleachers in the Baltimore game—if he'd seen that Arenado play—he still would have said, "Throw it!" Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, an, an outstanding play. Um, that game—it was like going to a game in the '70s. You know, a game that takes two hours and 20 minutes, and it's uh, <clears throat> a one-nothing pitcher's duel. So that was really cool. I think it was probably one of the one of the better games we've seen for the podcast.
1: I think it was. It was the fur It was the only complete game shutout we've seen for the podcast. Yeah. Um, we've seen two other complete games, Jack. Uh, we were talking about this last night um one of them was Kyle Hendricks um but it was a seven it was that seven inning double header yep. game uh-huh so you know definitely an asterisk there and then the other one jack do you remember the other complete game we saw
0: ooh um uh definitely i want to say go big, ahead
1: big asterisk on this one
0: uh oh shit man did he only go 8
1: um I think he went nine. Okay. Or, no, okay. wait. Well, no, 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 no. No, he didn't. I don't even think he went eight. I think it was another doubleheader.
0: Oh, shit. Uh, it's got to be that rainout we went to, right?
1: Uh, Maybe? No, it was the um, uh, walk-off uh, Jose Barrios uh, against the the White Sox. Wasn't That's that a, right. That was that part was a of a se- doubleheader, wasn't it?
0: Seven-inning game, because the thing about that was he was like, you know, it, it was like he started the game and he gave up a walk-off homer, and that was rare.
1: Yeah, that yeah, that was a that was an odd one, but yeah. So we the other two complete games were definitely asterisks. Um, okay. But uh, but yeah, so Montgomery like obviously indisputable. I mean, I think that was the best pitching performance. That that was the best pitching performance we've seen for the podcast. Um, you know, not too many people follow game score as a stat, um, but uh, Jordan Montgomery's game last night was a 92 game score, and uh, there's only one. Uh, I guess Tyler Malley threw uh, uh, a game uh, in June um, which came in a 93 game score um he gave up three hits but he struck out 12 so I think you get a little more points for um for the strikeouts um mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah so like he uh but yeah that's a it's a pretty good it's pretty good game score um, cool.
0: for Christ's sake he didn't even walk anybody did he I think he faced 28 guys in that game
1: yeah yeah no Jesus. walks. I mean yeah crazy 99 pitches uh yeah Mally um Mally also had no walks 12 Ks 3 hits 119 pitches mm. um but uh but yeah I mean like I honestly the 99 pitches to me is is pretty impressive um of course you know with 12 Ks you're going to throw more
0: yeah, bases. for sure. Um and Jeremy, like you you said this uh on the uh yet last night when we were there, but uh the one hit was a Christopher Morel hit. It was a double and then an, an E s uh E six, uh so Morel made it all the way to third base. Uh but it was not a cheap hit. Um and so I think there's some solace to be taken in that like we uh we didn't see a no-hitter, we saw one hitter. We we damn near saw a perfect game, but the one hit that there was 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 pretty legitimate. And you know, when a guy gets a hit a hit like that relatively early, I think that hit was in the 4th or 5th inning. It it takes the pressure off the pitcher to like not have to throw a no-hitter or a perfect game. So Montgomery just he just cruised through the whole through the whole game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, just, just just one more thing on game scores to put it into perspective. Uh, Kerry Wood's twenty strikeout game is the highest game score uh, ever, um, and that well, was a okay. one hundred and five. M- and Montgomery was a ninety. What did I say? Ninety two. Yeah. 92. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I wonder what that that Kershaw no hitter was because they they were tracking him for a no hitter in like the third inning. He was so dominant. You remember that one?
1: Yeah. If that was um, has he thrown two? Or is,
0: he, he, maybe he's thrown another one since, then. this one must have been in like 2014 or it, something. It like is that. It was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, it is.
1: Uh, that was a 102. That's the third highest game score. Ooh. Okay. Um, wow. The uh, the Scherzer no hitter. I think that uh, in 2015. I think that was the one on the last day of the season.
0: Was that the one? Was that the one where the guy leaned into that pitch?
1: Um. Tabitha? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> that was okay. a 104. So. Oh, um, oh wow! Shit. Just okay. right behind. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like. Kerry Woods is the highest, but he gave up one hit, and then all the ones after that were all no hitters. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but those twenty Ks is what set it over. Um, but sure. yeah, so uh, so yeah, uh, wow. that's game score. Created yeah, by well Bill that, James.
0: Ah, Bill James. Okay, nice, nice. He uh, uh, he he famously predicted that Fred Lynn would not be good uh, with the Angels, and that he was a that he was his his career was uh, influenced by Fenway Park. Anyway, um, and you know, among a lot, a lot of other things that Bill James has has influenced. Uh, well, well. Anyway, that was uh, that was fun, uh, Jeremy, uh, uh, to talk about the game. But uh, let's not make it a habit of it, huh? Um, <laughs> no,
1: please. I don't want our <laughs> reputation to be tarnished.
0: Right. Um, so, uh, uh, in uh, uh, I, I don't know when this was, but but these. Uh, so, uh, about halfway through the game these these dudes showed up um in luchador masks it was four <laughs> four dudes who were uh you know they 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 were not built like luchadors. let's just let's say that um but they uh they were together and they were all wearing luchador masks uh and you know we were sitting in the upper deck we had nosebleeds in, in right field and and they weren't they were just a couple rows in front of us so the the chances for visibility there were quite low if you ask me
1: yeah it was um not uh not the best place to um, be be wearing a TV-friendly uh, uh, costume, I guess. I, no. You know, I don't know. Um, they're also kind of behind a pole, too, which, like, yep. it's, like, whatever, like, um, you know, uh, vision impairment you got with the luchador mask, you know, it was made only worse by sitting behind a metal pole, too. So, uh, it was uh, unfortunate, for sure. Yeah. Um, We did see them, and of course, you know, we're like, well, this, you know, this should be good for some sort of uh, material. Um, There was a couple sitting next to us who actually, like, Jack and I had, like, a buffer seat, and Jack was in, like, one of their seats, I guess, um, as, like, kind of when we started. uh, But they were sitting next to us, whatever. They, um, the luchador guy sat down, and I heard that the guy was, like, looking, like, looking across. He was, like, yelling across because there was about. 12 seats in between them. Like yeah. kind of like, yeah. Like between the last Luchador and then this guy. And, um, he was like, Hey, Hey you, he's like, I want to get a picture. And, uh, they're like, uh, yeah. And then like three of them turn around and we're posing. He's like, I want to get all of you guys. And the third guy like pushed the fourth guy, like really hard to get his attention to turn around, to pose for the picture. And they all turned around and they posed. And then the guy got the picture. And then like, you know, the guy gave him a thumbs up. He's like, all right, Thanks and uh the couple was like kind of laughing about it. everyone like in the section was kind of laughing about it and um the uh the woman who was with the guy she she was like laughing and she kind of turned to us like i kind of looked at them and was kind of like laughing and um the woman said to us she's like <laughs> she's like oh man look at those guys they're you know look at those guys like they, they they're so funny or whatever and she's like that guy in the end looks like Leatherface. <laughs> like, looks, he looks like Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And I was like, number one, that was a weird reference. Funny, yes. yet weird. And also, Leatherface did not look like a luchador. Like, the luchador no. guys had, like, like, vivid, like, bright-colored masks, like, maybe, like, kind of shiny, like, spandex with, like, feathers on them and, like like, you know, stripes and, you know, all kinds of, like, decorations uh to it leatherface wore a mask of human skin like, <laughs> it was not and it was like and it was a poorly made one at that like it was there were stitches on it and like it was just a mess um so it was an odd i mean i like texas chainsaw massacre like it's my favorite horror movie um but uh i did not it did not think of leatherface when i saw these l- lucha no uh, so that was kind of an interesting call
0: yeah uh I and and yeah thank you for uh uh concealing that one from me I hadn't uh, I, I I didn't catch what she said because she was on the side of my bad ear um yeah so that happened those guys will come into play just a little bit later for a small thing um yeah. we got a new uh new video like uh, the two truths and a lie or the one truth and the two lies it yeah. should be two truths and a lie but it, I, that always messes me up because the Cubs one is actually two lies and a truth yeah um but Nick Madrigal was there tonight, and one of them, like one of his lies, or one of his things was his mom was a baker, like a champion baker, uh, his dad was an Olympic uh, gold medalist, and then he has a twin brother, um, mm-hmm. and so I, Jeremy and I both did not guess the twin brother thing, because we figured we'd be aware of it, but it turns out that Nick Madrigal is a twin brother.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, which like, you know, it came up in the in the White Sox organization, so never, you know, again, never miss an opportunity to rip the White Sox organization. It's like, how did we, how does a guy ha- not have a, oh, and and he also said that um, his twin brother is a pitcher in the White Sox organization, right? He's a
0: left-handed pitcher.
1: Yeah, so it's like, how did we not, how, how has that never been a story? Like, even, honestly, even with the Cubs, like, when they signed him, it's like, he also has a twin brother. Like, you know, you'd think that that would have came up at some point, especially if he's a baseball player. Uh, but it's like, yeah, it's just like we're we're completely oblivious to that fact that he's that he has a twin. I think that's pretty significant. Like are Taylor are the Rodgers brothers twins? Yeah, I, yes,
0: I th- I think they are. And what's weird is that one is a righty and one is a lefty, I think, too. Okay.
1: I didn't I didn't I, I know that they look like. I didn't know that they were actual like like twins, but um but yeah, they mentioned that on the podcast. I mean, uh <laughs> Jose and Ozzy Kensego I think might have been were they twins? I think they were twins. Maybe. Oh
0: man, were they? That's crazy. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, I guess yeah. The the in in some cases one one kid gets all the talent, uh, which is which is
1: tough. To um, uh, to quote uh, twins the movie, uh, Danny DeVito says, "You mean to tell me that he got everything and I'm the leftover crap,
0: dude?" Yeah, my friend quotes that line too. Really? <laughs> yeah, um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Um, yeah. Hey, you <laughs> nice. know that's
1: good line from the movie for sure uh i learned an interesting fun fact about twins recently is that um that's arnold schwarzenegger's highest um payday from a movie in wow. his career okay uh, because uh he didn't uh i'm regurgitating this from another podcast which is bad but uh it's a pretty fun pretty interesting fun fact him uh, no one wanted to uh, finance a arnold schwarzenegger comedy So he, him, uh, Ivan Reitman and Danny DeVito uh, negotiated for forty percent of the box office, Mm -hmm. uh, for like a lower for like no money or whatever, uh, like scale, and then the movie made two hundred and eighteen million dollars. So they each made like twenty eight million dollars off of that movie in nineteen eighty nine or something. Wow, pretty crazy. Um, uh,
0: Yeah, so I I may have mentioned this one on the podcast before, but uh, you know, Danny DeVito was asking Jack Nicholson if he should do Batman. And, uh, Uh, Jack, yeah, Jack Nicholson had gotten a percentage of the box office. And so he said to Danny DeVito, see if you can get the same deal I did. But apparently (laughs) Danny DeVito had already gotten the same deal that Jack Nicholson did. It was just for twins.
1: Well, yeah, they, they both kind of came around, came out at the same time, I think. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I think, um, Nicholson got like either points on the back end or, or marketing or something or like, uh, merchandising or something. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Hey, listen, now we're t- now we're sounding like a movie podcast but yeah but yeah
0: i was gonna say what were we talking about again no it <laughs> was
1: know. nick Magical. mandrigal's twin
0: yeah that's another thing but the white Sox, though of course they would sign the like crappy brother of this guy that they had high hopes for yeah. that's just like signing yonder alonzo and john jay um it's john just v- very typical like white Sox nepotism
1: yeah for sure um yeah, bad stuff. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, that was uh, actually a new one that we had, neither of us had managed to see before, uh, the two lies and the truth. So, um, but, uh, so we, we mentioned before, like, Jack was sitting in this other guy's seats, or uh, whatever, and like, this other group seats. Uh, this big group of people came in, like, I don't know if they were together or what, but, like, a row or two behind us, this big group of people came in, and they, dis, uh, like, dislodged, like, uh, like, uh, and forced to relocate the people next to Jack. And then those people came and sat by us. And at the exact same time, another group of people, I think they were together, but another group of like seven people came and sat to my left. Cause I was, I was just about to move to kind of maintain the buffer thing, but the lady was coming in and she was sitting in the seat right next to me. So we got boxed in and it was the first time all season that we've been boxed in that we've had anyone sitting next to us. I think like, I don't think we have anyone. We've been able to have a buffer seat and like have no one uh you know to our to the other side of us I think all season until this game.
0: Yeah, we've we've been lucky, but um you know, it was I think just cuz it was Cubs cards, uh it was exceptionally busy, especially in right field. Left field looked like it had a few more uh you know, a few more a few more empty spots. Yeah. Um, I mean, judging but, from
1: the ticket price, it like you know I didn't think there'd be that many people there. Uh, sure. Yeah, Cubs card. We got in for pretty cheap, uh, relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was cool, and we we could have moved later on, but at some point like we were just kind of in there. Although I will say, Jack, today like my fucking like neck, like my uh, left side of my neck was all like super super stiff from like just being scrunched in. Sure. Uh, that whole time, it's like I think I think I need to move like just for my physical. Comfort next time because, yeah, I just don't. It's not pleasurable to be squeezed into a seat for that long, uh, of a time.
0: No, and yeah, we should say that yeah, our, our view of the scoreboard was a bit obstructed too. So we had to we had to kind of duck to see the scoreboard when we wanted to.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was not not the most pleasant uh, pleasant uh, like seating experience. Um, but uh, so so anyway, the people next to us the, on the left side um were uh uh they were I'm pretty sure they were Australian at, at least. M- several of the the party were australian i heard the accents um and like they just did not know what the hell was going on they didn't know sure. how special of a game they saw they uh, i don't think any of them were like "Hmm, i wonder what the game score is of this game he's he's pitching quite well um but uh but yeah so like they they were i just i heard like little bits and pieces of uh like they're kind of Conversation, but like there was definitely some time. Like the the, the woman next to me, like there was a pop up that was like a foul ball, like that landed, like it went down the first base line and it went out of in foul territory, and the like it was like kind of hit high up in the air, and I heard the woman say like, "Oh my!" Like that, like yeah, like as as to like how high the ball was hit. Sure. And it was just like, ugh, okay, um, but uh, we should talk about this too. Like so, the Cubs do this thing, like it's a promotion with this company, which I don't even know what the company is, but they do this thing called mound ball in between innings. Jack and uh, we haven't even really talked about this, Yeah. but it's just like little thing they do between games or between innings. And the umpire, like when he gets the ball to throw back to the mound so that the next pitcher can pick it up and, and, uh, and, and get like, you know, and pitch with it. Um, he throws it back to the mound and like, they do a thing where like, if the ball lands on the mound dirt itself someone in the stands wins like a thousand bucks.
0: Oh, wow. I wasn't even aware of this. Okay. Yeah.
1: And they, uh, and if it rolls off, then the money rolls over to the next game, whatever. So like that seemed to be the only thing that these Aussies like keyed into. Yeah. And they, and I actually think I was at the, at the game today, like, uh, Jeremiah Paprocki, the PA announcer actually said like, all right, folks, it's time for mound ball. And it's like, they, they need to stop making this a part of the game. But last night, It happened, and I I, I heard the woman go like, like they, they, the, the ump threw it. They showed the replay. The ump threw it. It did land on the dirt, and they're like, "All right, so some this person wins." And I heard the the Aussie lady next to me go like, "I don't get it," and like, I'm like, I'm like, that's the only thing you keyed on, keyed in on. Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but like, that's nothing. That's like a complete side note of the game. Um, you know, the fact that it was one nothing probably didn't give them a lot to like you know, cling on to basically. But um, yeah, they saw an important, like a couple of important things happen, but they're going to go back to Australia and be like, yeah, it was so boring or whatever. I know I sound like Ringo Starr there, but (laughs) uh, you know, it's like, yeah, it just, it did not, it just did not. uh, I don't think, I don't think we made any baseball fans that night. The woman later on got like um, ice, uh, uh, an ice cream helmet. And she seemed very into that. That seemed like the most thing that she was into for the night
0: nice yeah I wonder if uh you know they're uh Dave Nilsson fans right yeah I know. You know
1: like they probably don't know who that is I, I would, no
0: I, no I would no see. him Graham Lloyd Liam Hendricks uh those are the only Aussie guys I, I know those might be the only three who've ever played in the bigs but
1: for, for a second I was wondering if Lars Newtbar was Australian and like maybe they came to see him or something but I yeah think right. he's like Dutch or something anyway yeah
0: yeah and from like El Segundo California for, ex- so.
1: exactly yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, that's probably just like his surfer handle or something like, <laughs> call me Lars Newt bar, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, Jack, I want to do a real quick game with you because the one thing that they did do that was, it wasn't even that funny, but it, at least it was something. Um, Jack, could you sing like the very end of the jeopardy? So when they do, um, they, when they do, uh, the, uh, attendance game. They play the Jeopardy theme song. Oh,
0: I was pissing during this. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. were
1: you're yeah. Uh, so could you do just the very end of the uh, Jeopardy theme song and I'll tell you what the the Aussie lady next to me did.
0: Sure. Um it's like
1: she coughed on like the last two the last two notes of the Jeopardy theme song. And she did it like in time it's almost like she was doing it on purpose, but she didn't do it on purpose, but it was very funny. Like it was completely <laughs> on time with the last, uh, the last two notes of the Jeopardy theme song, which is kind of funny. And like, that was the most entertaining thing that they did all night.
0: Oh, sure. When like at the very end where they're like, bomb, bump like that part. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh she was man. Like, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ah, so. I'm sad. I'm sad. I missed that one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty funny, but, nice. uh, but yeah, I'm glad that worked out pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cool. So, uh, so the game itself was uh, kind of like marching along. That was, that's like the eighth, ninth, eighth eighth inning or so. Um, At one point they did show on the video board, they show fans in between innings and whatnot. Actually, they showed the luchadors, the guys in front of us on the video screen. And um, I recorded the, 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 the video board. Like I pointed my camera at the video board and was looking at the Cubs camera. And I went back and I looked at the footage today and you can see us in the very background. Um, oh, cool. so if you go to, uh, at rain delay pod on Instagram, uh, I posted a picture of it and it's also on the story for today, which I'll, uh, I'll roll that over to, uh, to save so you can look at that at a later date. But, uh, we are in the background of those luchadors, um, when they put them on screen, um, they, when they did show them on screen, they showed them for literally like four seconds, maybe. Yep. If that three seconds, I don't know. And I was like, I'm like, oh man, like that. So that's rough like it was their big moment to like be seen and uh they totally like shut them down like after like 3 seconds um later in the game they showed other guys wearing luchador masks in the bleachers and they showed them for like way longer oh and that's I, funny I, and i could i could i looked over at the the our luchadors and i could tell like their body language was like seemed to kind of say like, oh man, like uh, <laughs> they were, they were dejected, like their sh- shoulders were slunk down and I could tell that they were like bummed by that. Uh, but, uh, Hey, that's them's the breaks, I guess.
0: Yeah. What do, uh, what are the, what do those guys have that we don't, you know, Ex- yeah, except for better seats, uh,
1: <laughs> but, but yeah. So uh, also too at one point when the luchadores did remove his mask and was like, I could tell he was like, he was sweaty and like just kind of like getting trying to get some air And, uh, if anyone doesn't know in, uh, in wrestling, the real luchador wrestlers, like when they're out of, whenever they're in public, they wear the mask. It's like, that's like a thing. Like they, they, they maintain their disguise. Like they hide their identity. And then if a player, if a wrestler is actually unmasked in the ring, it's like disgraceful. Number one. And number two, like they can never go back, I think to wearing the mask. Wow. Okay. So it's like it's like a it's it's kind of like a moonlight gram sort of thing, like he can't, <laughs> oh no you can't go back, um, but uh, but like yeah but it's like that's a big deal to like be unmasked as a luchador and then this guy was like I, I said to Jack I'm like look he's unmasked. And uh, he, he he looked he looked shamed. Um, so it yeah. didn't turn out great for those luchadors.
0: Well, Christ, I mean, every time they had to wheel Rey Mysterio off in a stretcher, they kept his luchador mask on. You yeah, know, if a, guy, exactly. a guy's being put into an ambulance, that's probably the one time you should be taking that mask off. And, it you know, it never happened. You ever see the clip where uh, Kevin Nash throws Rey Mysterio at a, uh, like, a trailer? Like, he just throws him, like, a dart, and his head, his head hits the trailer, and he just drops?
1: Oh, God. Uh, I'm not sure if I've seen okay. that one.
0: Yeah, I'll share that one with you. That's good. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, at the end of the game, uh, we knew we had to make a beeline for the right field, uh, exit so we we could get out onto Sheffield Avenue. We had already Uh,
1: heard that, that card, the crowd for Cardinals games is crazy. So we, we kind of knew what we were up against and, uh, yeah, so we were, we were really trying to get out there.
0: Um, yeah we, we got kind of boxed in um, you know right when we were leaving because because our section our the whole that whole right field area and in the, in the upper deck was full so it was hard for us to get a good running start um, Finally, we get down to the lower deck concourse and we we try to try to go a little faster over. There was this guy in front of us he he was kind of a, a like a just a smaller like short guy, but he he was like a more buff guy again like he had like a Tyler O'Neill complex. Yeah. But, like, he, he had, like, his arms out, and he was walking really slow and just, like, swinging his arms like he was Donkey Kong.
1: That um, that, that traditional, like, that, like, buff guy walk where, like, the, the, those guys walk like that because their arms are so, like, like grotesquely um, muscle-bound that they can't put their arms down at their sides like a normal person. So they walk out with their arms, like, like it's kind of in midair, like, around them. And, like, you know, I feel like – like, I know in uh, in, in Encino Man, Polly Shore walks by two buff guys and, like – makes fun of them and then they, they look at him and then he like puts his arms down real quick but like it's just like that kind of stereotypical buff guy walk but this guy was like a micro guy he was like yes. small um but he was right in front of jack and jack could not get past this guy like i think two two games ago at the nats game jack made an awesome like kind of like sidestep move to yes. kind of like get out there this time he was completely shut down by this yep. uh small buff guy oh yeah um, but, but yeah it was it was rough and then I kind of I was able to kind of like swing out to the outside and kind of like lead us a little ahead so uh you
0: were so yeah. um I think I even said to you Jeremy I'll just I'll let you take this one
1: yeah um, right exactly uh so, I will I will say though once we did get down uh, to the main main ground Jack did like kind of get out there um we ended up getting like kind of boxed out just by one we were by this one guy who we'll talk about in a second um but, like, if it weren't for this fucking, like, tiny buff guy, I feel like we would have got the spot where this next guy ended up getting, and we would have been by uh, our buddy Chris, but uh, it was not to be. But, uh, but yeah, so we, 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 we did get out there. We You know, we got out to the bus uh, ultimately, and we actually did get a spot right on the railing, which was cool. It was just a little further down than normal.
0: It, it, was. it was. It was a little bit less than ideal, but it wasn't bad. Um, and I, I think we, we agreed that, like, considering the, the crowd that's probably about to gather shortly, uh, you know, we made out we made out well enough. Yeah. Um, and sure enough, you know, we were out there for maybe three or four minutes before the, the cavalry started to come. Yeah. Um, there was, like, these 15, like, teenage douchebags who were <laughs> Card- Cardinals fans who come up behind us. Um, you know, they're all just being loudmouths. Um, talking like they know everything, and then there's, yeah. there's this one guy in particular. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, De, De Young definitely signs." Um, and he, he kind of said it right in like Jeremy's ear, but he wasn't talking to Jeremy. And so yeah. you know, it was it was a bit, um, you know, it was definitely just kind of in our face. And so Jeremy immediately mimicked him, and he went, "He went, yeah, De Young definitely signs." And Jeremy, <laughs> the guy fucking heard you, man. Like you had your you had your back to him, but he looked at you and like squinted. Uh, it was. <laughs> It was funny, man. It was awesome. Uh, not non-listener Chris uh, will like he used to do that sometimes. It was like a form of Tourette's. It, it wasn't similar to what you did, but one time, uh, like Chris was at a rest. We were at a restaurant with Chris, um, and there, this lady was yelling at her kid, and she went Mitchell, and Chris went Mitchell, like really loudly. <laughs> and then like the lady looked at him like she was mad. Yeah. So you know uh, it it happens, but it was it was funny, man. The guy the guy definitely heard you for sure.
1: He he was the kid wearing the uh, he was wearing like a Jacksonville Jaguars jersey, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was something blue. So I, I think maybe it was that. Um, it was, and, it you was know, like
1: yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Well, I was gonna say we I like that that's a that's a pretty bold statement. Like and he sounded pretty sure of it, but uh, we, we'll find out later that you know uh, whether he was right or not. And eh, well, spoiler alert, he was like the young did <laughs> so, did sign. So. Yeah.
1: Well, real quick, just about that thing, really quick. First of all, yeah, they came down there like they're like, like they they they. they they're like they're know know-it-alls or whatever and then the, he, the guy goes yeah the De definitely signs the De definitely signs like that <laughs> like, so that was the voice and i think yeah maybe it was the 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 timbre of my voice that kind of cut through <laughs> everybody and i did say it just like that to jack um <laughs> but uh but yeah but the the other reason why i mocked the guy is because every time we've heard that it has not been true no like, it hasn't yeah the fucking uh, ick in the stick said like oh yeah um, he'll definitely sign for you, and like he didn't. I think he was talking about. They were talking about like Vado or Hunter Green. Yeah. Um, who else definitely signed? Uh, who was it, Jack?
0: Mm, I'm, man, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Uh,
1: there there have been other guys
0: and Torinos. You just, said like Chir- yeah, Torinos.
1: Oh oh yeah, Torinos has been great all year. Um, <laughs> didn't sign, just walked nope. right in onto the bus. Yep. Yeah. So it's like that. So, yeah. If
0: there's one way to jinx a guy, it's to, to say that about him.
1: Yeah. It's a kiss of death for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. So anyway, so that happened. We did see our buddy Chris down there, like who, yep. you know, we like to commiserate with. Um, but uh, there was a fucking guy in between us, uh, which I guess we can talk about in a minute. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah. So like, you know, we were just kind of boxed in there. Um, but then like the one thing about it is that there's guaranteed to be riffraff among on the edges walking by and stopping and saying something stupid and then just going on their way.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that that definitely happened here. Uh, There was just these 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 like two schmoes walked up to the bus. Um, Like you said, it was on the the periphery. So it was just they were just passing by. And the guy just one of the guys who's he's drunk. And he looks like he looks like a a, a, hell. Yeah, he looked like hell. He was just a just a schlub. And he, uh, you know, he, he had a T-shirt on, but he also had a button down on. So he took his button down and he kind of he spread it apart and he's like, "Hey, pool sign my tits!" Uh, yeah. And he he kept yelling that, and it was one of those things where every everybody who was there and waiting for the players was just like, "Ugh, like come on, dude!" He, and even the security, even the security guards were like shaking their head.
1: Yeah. So he um he and he had a buddy with him too, and then the buddy said like, "Yeah, Puhol, sign our sign our tits." And yeah. the, the guy said it, like, multiple times. So he's like, pool, sign my tits. And, like, uh, they were just – they said it. And, like, yeah, everyone was just like, oh, God. And, like, the security guards, like, looked at the guy. There was one – again, there were, like, the Cub security guards. And then, like, the one guy who I think maybe had a gun, like, the mm-hmm. private security yeah. force. He was looking at him. And, like, you know, you know, it's like we're trying to, like, maintain order so all of us don't get kicked out. And right. this guy's, like, standing there and, like – Luckily, he, he kind of left after a couple minutes. Um, but uh, I did later. I think it was. I think it was just a little bit after this. That yellow-shirted uh, security guard. Uh, he picked up his phone and he goes like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna need you to send backup." <laughs> like I mm-hmm. heard him say that. Like I'm gonna need you to send backup. Like send me one more guy. He said. Um, and then the, no, one guy, one more guy did actually show up. But um, yeah, I think he was doing it just in case those guys got rowdy or whatever. But but yeah, they were just—they looked like hell, just a, a drunken, bloated mess. Uh, this guy was, and like, so as he was leaving, I—he I, uh, was—he was just kind of wandering away, and I said, like, "Yeah, Puhls doesn't have enough ink in your in his pen to sign your tits." Um, <laughs> uh, so you know, read into that what you want will. But uh, but yeah. yeah, the guy was a mess, and um, yeah, so luckily he left. Um, but then we got uh, we got introduced to another, um, you know, a bus hang guy. Ugh. Um, so this guy, Jack, uh, was like a tall guy. It's hard for me to determine what age he was. He might've been like our age, but yeah,
0: I want to say he might be one of those guys who looks older than he actually is. I would have pegged him to be about like 45, but yeah, I think
1: that, I think I, that's what I would guess as well too, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard, it's hard to say like he could be our age. He could be well older. Uh, he was a taller guy. He had like, kind of like scruff, like kind of like uh definitely had a mustache and like just yep. like kind of he just looked dirty yeah um but he was like tall and i don't jack you thought he looked kind of like heavy or set i thought he was kind of slender no I, I i
0: just i just said that he, he looked like one of those like uh like i don't know he, he he wasn't heavy set he just like didn't look like he was uh in any kind of like good shape and he was a we'll, we'll later talk about how he was a smoker too yeah um, yeah Jeez, I'm
1: still my. I feel like I'm still coughing because of this fucking no, guy.
0: I I know. Um. And so you know, you mentioned he had a mustache and he was taller. Um. And you know, he was a little lankier too. So he yeah. he had Miles Michaelis vibes. Yeah. Uh, about him, and he had a Cardinals hat on. So I I, I started calling him Inches Michaelis. Um. Just because it's like yeah. he's the fucking he's the absolute poor man's like version of of Miles Michaelis.
1: Right. As if Miles Michaelis is some great guy. You know. You know, as is, he's a, he's a of right. trash. But that yes. goes to show you just how much of trash this guy was. Yes, just a scumbag. He was like smoking. He was just like chain smoking. I feel like he smoked two cigarettes. I had a conversation with the guy that lasted like a minute, and I feel like he smoked two cigarettes during that time. I feel like he killed one, lit another one, and just just fucking like it's so it's so jarring to like be around cigarette smoke these days. Like yes. we we're both old enough to have remembered going to bars when people smoked. Sure, uh, and like. I would remember going to the bar and coming home and just reeking of cigarettes. I remember like my eyes burning. Cause like the smoke would get underneath my glasses. Um, I fucking hate, I don't think I would have gone to bars as long as I did if they didn't start ban smoking, uh, in bars. But this guy was just, ugh, it was just such, so disgusting. Um, and he's talking to me. So he's like, yeah, he's having a conversation with me and he's like, Hey, yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you do this a lot? And I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm like, kinda, you know, just a little bit. And he's like, who's, who's your best. And I'm like, it took me a second to figure out what he he was talking about. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, I fucking, I got Mel Stottlemeyer jr. Last time, dude. So you're asking the wrong guy, you know? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not selling out to get like Tatis or Machado's autograph. Like I, I like getting the weirdos. I mean, I, I like, you know, obviously I'd like to get a guy. So anyway, I didn't really know who to say. And like, we haven't been doing it that long. So like I said, I threw Palmer out there and then, he didn't even fucking know who. Pal- he's like, huh, Palmer. And then, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, Jim Palmer. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, pa- oh Jim Palmer, yeah, yeah, Hall of Famer. And then he like kind of, yeah. kind of threw down like extra, like he's like, oh yeah, of course, Jim Palmer. And I'm like, at first I'm like, dude, I just threw out Jim Palmer, man. Like you, you know, you're not gonna give anything for that. Like, do you even know who he is? And then I was like, why did I even engage this guy? I should have just sure. said like, uh, you know, uh. Jesus Christ, I got him on a, you know, a rookie <laughs> card. Like, you know, like, I didn't know what the fuck this guy wanted. Um, and I also felt Chris Chris was on the other side. And I, I kind of felt Chris was, like, listening into the conversation and, like, kind of just yeah. observing and, like, kind of laughing a little bit. Yeah. Then he, like, I was wearing a T-shirt from, like, Amoeba Records in San Francisco. And he's like, oh, you an L.A. Then he goes, are you an L.A. guy? Which, like, I there's a, an Amoeba Records in L.A., so maybe he knew that. And I'm like, no, no, I'm from here. And then, then anyway, so like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, how long have you been doing it? Like, you know, who's about your best guy? I of course didn't ask him who his best guy was because sure. fuck him. But yeah. he's like, but then he goes like, yeah, yeah, I've been doing this for twelve years. Yeah, been doing it for twelve years, and uh, you know, it's fun, man. You know, and he had a score. He's like, I don't have cards like you. Oh, they didn't. He's like, who who do you have? And I showed him some of my cards or whatever. And he's like, oh, all Cardinals guys. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, just bring them to the game, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I just get them on the scorecard. And uh, so he was trying to get a scorecard signed. Uh, but the whole time blowing smoke in, in, in my face. Yeah. and um, uh, Yeah.
0: And the thing about that, too, the smoking is it's one thing if you're at a party and you want to step outside and have a cigarette and go away from everybody else outside uh, and like maybe maybe one of your friends who doesn't smoke joins you and is able to stand at a reasonable distance while you smoke and still talk to you. Like we're we're in an, in a situation here where we're all boxed in, like just in, in within inches of each other. Yeah. Um. Nobody can move because nobody wants to lose their spot. And this guy's just he just lights up. He's just blowing smoke wherever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh it's it's horrible. Uh. And it's it's very rude too. And just like totally uh, not a way to read a room. Um, and also, so he, we, you know, we ended up getting a couple of autographs, but he was getting them autographed on the inside of his scorecard, right. which I think is stupid because the guys are just writing over all of the stuff you wrote. So you're not going to be able yeah. to see, you're not going to be able to see what the results of the game were. Um, and like he is fucking hand, Hey, you know, my handwriting isn't, isn't great, you know, but like his handwriting was fucking shit. Um, Yeah, I
1: I saw his scorecard. First of all, he fucked up and he put like, so in each line, like there's kind of like two sections in the line where you can like put in a sub, right? You put the top, you put the guy's name at the top. Yeah. And then there's a little half line where you can put the subs below it. I saw that he put all the starters down in the sub section and then erased them and rewrote them on the top. So that was, like, faux pas number one. Sure. Number two, he didn't put it the totals of the innings at the bottom of the inning. Mm-hmm. Um, he had no – I mean, you know, I don't do my totals until, like, my, like, uh, at-bats, runs, hits, RBIs until later on when I get home. But he didn't have any of that. Like, I felt like his, his scorecard was not, um, was not uh, you know, within 1% accuracy <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, he was having guys sign right on the scorecard. Um, before any anybody came out, as is usual, um, the WAGs will come out uh, yep. first. Wives and girlfriends um, or just random family will come out, and they'll go on the bus, and that's just a thing that happens. And obviously... It's women in their like, 20, late 20s, early 30s, so you know that it's not a baseball player, um, and so you just like let it go. But this fucking guy, immediately, the first chance he got to do something stupid, he goes, the family comes out, and he's like, Yeah, family! Yeah! Hey, family! Alright, family! Yeah! It's like, <laughs> it's like, wow, the first chance you got to, to fucking ruin things, you did, and... I, I, I couldn't help but thinking about like how he said he's been doing this for 12 years I'm like you've been doing this for 12 years and you and this is how you act it's like so you've been blowing it for 12 years for everybody you've been ruining it for everyone for 12 years that's pretty impressive way to go you freak yeah uh, what a just complete like like no sense of decorum just like f- just what an ass what a jackass like he might be might have been worse than the Pooholes tits guy because at least that guy was, in his mind, thought he was being funny. I mean, I guess I guess Inches Michael's thought he was being funny by yelling that. But it's like, these people are, like, three feet away from him. And they're like, they, they're, they didn't sign up for any of this stuff. And, like, I, I felt like he was scaring some of them. They looked at him like, what's wrong with you, dude? It was yeah. really fucking off-putting.
0: Yeah, and it, it was... Um... One of those things, too, where, like, uh, I think we've talked about this clip before, but it's from the show Wife Swap, and there's this little kid named King Curtis, and he doesn't <laughs> like his new mom, and so he goes, she's acting like she's the queen, and we're the sorry people. Um and so like, you know, you've got these wives and girlfriends and maybe a couple of parents. And, you know, m- most of these are just people who are lucky enough to, you know, marry into a, a, a baseball family or like, you know, they raised their kid to do nothing but baseball. And now their kid's a millionaire. So whatever. Um, so that, that's the kind of people you're dealing with who are walking onto this bus. And, and, there, and there you are saying like, yeah, yeah, family, like way to make all of us who are standing here look like the fucking sorry people, dude. <laughs> um, you know, like you're you're making these people look like like deities, and they're just regular yeah. people, and you're like, yeah, family. Um, I like you're, you're making us, yeah, you're making us all look stupid, dude. Um. So yeah, I, like, like you said, man, tw- 12 years, like you've been doing this 12 years and that, that's the kind of decorum you're going to carry yourself with. It's, it's sort of like the first line of Die Hard when like, you know, the, the, he's on the plane uh, that got into Los Angeles and like a woman sees his gun and he goes like, it's okay, I'm a cop, I'm doing this for nine years. It's like, eh, nine <laughs> years isn't really that long. It's not long enough for you to be like, all right, yeah, it's fine. Um, right, right, So yeah, like, f- yeah, fuck this guy, dude. Right from, right from the jump, like we knew we were in trouble.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's it was one of those things where it's like, wow, this sucks. Like we actually got a spot on the on the uh, railing, so like if anyone's gonna get an auto, like we're in one of the best positions to do that. And then we got this guy right here. I, yeah, I actually made the analogy of like it being like a little kid, like you know, like a, a charity case, like little kid or something, like standing right by the bus. And then when the, when each player goes up to him, he's like, hey, fuck you, Pujols. Fuck you, Arenado. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. F- fuck you, kid. I'm not going to sign for you. It's like it's the equivalent of that. It's like you're in a perfect spot and, like, you're blowing it. It was just insane. So then, of course, like one of the first players who comes out is, like, Jake Woodford. Um, And, uh, well, we should say, like, so Brad Thompson, former – I think he – Mostly a relief pitcher, I think, maybe like a long reliever, maybe started a little bit for the Cardinals. He's like a, an announcer guy. He came out and he actually signed. He was like super nice and he signed for this guy. Um, and I don't think he realized that this guy sucked at that point. Sure. Um, but uh, he uh, he came out and um, uh, signed for him. And then like one of the first Cardinals guys to come out was like Jake Woodford, um, who uh, started tonight's game. And, um, he, uh, he came out, he had, he did have like a thing of food, like a uh, container of food with him, but he kind of like had his head up and was kind of like heading towards, um, like the bus. And I think a couple people were like saying like, Hey Jake, Hey Jake. And he looked over at us and that's kind of like the first indication that the guy might come over and sign He actually like looks and acknowledges you. And yeah. And you can kind of see them make the decision in their head to like come over or to not come over. And, the guy gave like the slightest look over to us and then inches. Michaelis goes like, yeah, Jake, come on, baby. What you got for me? Come on. What you got? Come on. Just give me a little something. <laughs> just give me something. Jake, give me something. And Jake Woodford then immediately just goes on the bus. And yep. I'm like, wow, that's how it, that's how this is going to go down. Like he, I don't even, I don't know if he was going to sign, but like there was at least a slight chance. And then this guy just fucking, like, just barfs all over the scene. And it's like, okay, definitely not signing now, you idiot. No. Like, just insane. I'm like, what the hell was that? What was that? And that was not the last time he did it either. No. Dakota Hudson came out, and he's like, come on, Dakota, come on. What do you got for me, baby? Come on, something. Give me something. He's like, give me something, Dakota. Come on, give me something. (laughs) It's like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? Anyway. (laughs)
0: Well, it's just it's it's uh, very it's it's disheartening when you're next next to a guy like that because you just (laughs) realize that it's it's going to torpedo your chances for the whole night unless like there was one time Jeremy when when you did step up and say something it was a couple games ago but you're like yeah why don't why don't you just let him come out before you yell something Um, yeah yeah so yeah I I mean it takes a lot of balls but you know I I think this guy was about two like two ticks away from somebody having to say something to him
1: no I was gonna say something and then I'm then I'm like. This guy has been doing this for 12 years, so he says, like, I don't think there's anything I could say to, that would get through to this guy. Like, no. he clearly seems to think that he knows what he's doing, which he doesn't.
0: No.
1: Um, so, anyway, I'll, so just to continue on with this guy really quick. So, um, another guy that came out was uh, Ricky Horton, who was yeah. like a... A pitcher, um, not a very well-known pitcher. Um, he started a handful of games uh, for maybe early on in his career, and worked out of relief for a lot of his career. Spent a little time with the White Sox. He was on the um, 1988 Dodgers, um, which were the team that won the World Series. And uh, Jack, do you want to talk about how that exchange went down with? Yeah, Ricky Horton? sure.
0: So that that was that was pretty cool. Um, so Horton comes over, and yeah, Jeremy, you had his card, which is pretty cool. You got it autographed. You were you were salient enough. To uh to bring it, um, so this Michaelis guy is like, yeah, yeah, he was a, a World Series champion, 1988. Um, so it, you know at least he knew that. But uh, yeah, Ricky Horton then he goes, he's like, he's or he said 88, and Ricky Horton was like, he was like, yeah, is that uh, an, uh 18 1988 or 1888? He's like, yeah. man, I was in the bullpen for that. I can't believe it. Um, he, so he, yeah,
1: yeah, so like, so yeah, so he said the 88 joke, which is pretty funny. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it this is. guy. Yeah, this guy was oh, yeah, yeah. World, he was in the World Series. Uh, Dodgers, '88 championship. Kirk Gibson, Homer, and yeah, and he said the yeah was that 1888. And then he's like, oh man, he, but but the guy like it was kind of like when the guy was like, for Palmer was quizzing like the little kid with these Jim Palmer fun facts. Yeah, this guy was like, just fucking like regurgitating these these like like aggressively regurgitating these like uh, facts uh, to Rick Horton, and he was like. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, 88 World Series, L.A. Dodgers, Kirk Gibson, home run. Oh, man, how was it? That was crazy, man. How was it for you? How was it for for you, man? What was it like to be there? And, like, he said it just like that. And Horton was like, yeah, yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I I can't believe it. I was in the bullpen for that. And uh, and I thought – I kept, like, asking Jack. I'm like, was he trying to be funny there? Because it's kind of inherently funny to say, like, I was in the bullpen. So I,
0: I didn't hear him asking about Gibson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's, that's how the – I thought he was just – he was more saying, like, man, like, I can't believe I was in the World Series. That's so cool. It was – I. so that was in response to the guy asking about Gibson?
1: About the Gibson walk-off Homer, yes. Crazy. Okay, wow. Yes. So, so then – okay, so, yeah, we were talking about this. But, yeah, I guess you missed that, that part. But, like, yeah, he was asking about the Gibson Homer, which is actually okay. a cool thing to ask about. Right. And Ricky Horton's like, oh, yeah, I can't believe it, man. I was in the bullpen for that. But then that's kind of funny because that kind of – the subtext there is that like, oh, I didn't see shit. I was in the bullpen. You know? Right, sure. But, but the way that Dodger Stadium is laid out, like, you know, you're kind of in there. Like, the bull you can see the field from the bullpen. So, like, he definitely was amongst the people and, like, heard the – I'm sure he felt, like, the kind of roar of the crowd and everything. So I don't think he was trying to be funny, but it was kind of inherently funny, like, to be like – yeah, I was there. I was in the bullpen. Or, yeah, yeah, I was there. I was in, like, um, Keith was it Keith Hernandez was at his um, locker during the uh, comeback, the yep. bu- the Buckner play. Yep. Um, so like, you know, you know, Keith Hernandez's storied career, amazing like story. But for the one of the biggest plays in the history of baseball, he was like sitting in a chair in front of his locker.
0: And then I, I think he him. didn't he didn't leave it either because like yeah. you know they uh, they started special. going on going getting hot
1: right yeah um, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that 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 actually is a cool thing to ask, but it's one of those things where like maybe that maybe Michaelis could have acted like he'd been
1: there before a little bit. Oh, he, I'm surprised Ricky Horton like didn't run away screaming like was like, <laughs> ah! like get away from me, you freak. Um, but like he was just like yeah, he was just just fucking like barking these like these like questions slash fun facts like slash stats at this guy, and like I mean yeah, it was cool, but it was like Jesus Christ like give the guy a fucking break man like you know i don't know so anyway it was very cool to get him and like i don't jack i don't know why i brought a ricky horton card but i did (laughs) and uh i i maybe would have brought his rookie card but it's still cool on a 1987 tops card so um yeah i I mean it's cool to get and especially the fact that he was funny and you know said something funny like i'm like it's pretty cool that i got ricky horton so
0: yeah man who who would have thought that that would bear fruit but uh yeah pretty cool Um, so there was, there was this oddball guy, uh, he was, Jeremy, so I, I've I've decided this guy did look like this, so he looked like an actor by the name of Alan Garfield, who was an actor in the 70s, uh, so yeah, Google him, Jeremy, uh, Alan is spelled A-L-L-E-N, and then Garfield, um, but he, this, this guy looked like this actor Alan Garfield, and he had on a, he had on, like, a Cardinals hat, and, uh, like, you know, a Cardinals jersey, and these ridiculous sunglasses, yeah, they were like, they were diamond-studded, like, yeah. sunglasses. And then he, he had a, I think he had chains on as well.
1: He had, like, these, I, I have to assume, fake gold chains. Like, they were probably plastic. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, these, like, bejeweled sunglasses. He looked, I thought he looked like Duffman or something. Like, <laughs> but, but with, like, with, uh, you know, s- diamonds or, like, with, like, you know, fake gold studs or something.
0: Sure. And, and, I you know, you made the comment, Jeremy, like, who, who would ever sign for this guy?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, dude, what are you doing, man? It's like, like, why, like, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I said, like, yeah, like, maybe if they thought, like, this is a matter of life and death for this guy, if, if you signed his autograph or not, maybe they would sign out of, like, pity. But, like, he just, yeah, he looked like, yeah, he looked kind of like just like a kind of a schmo a little bit, but, like, he had, like, he looked like, but a schmo, in a Duff Man costume with with like that was also bejeweled. Like, he, he did had, look
0: like, like Duff. Like the costume was like Duff Man for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was just weird. He was just like a walking mascot. Yet <laughs> he was not being paid, you know, to to do it at all. He was actually paying to to look like a mascot. Anyway, so like he was just there, and he was just there, and he like never yelled. I mean, I'll never him, said anything. No didn't I don't think he tried to get any autograph I, I don't know if he ended up getting any autographs. I think maybe he just wanted to see the players yeah but like I mean maybe like thank like thank you know bless the man for not yelling or smoking sure. or fucking harassing the family um but uh but yeah like um yeah I don't know it was uh it was an interesting sight I guess
0: yeah um so that there was that uh and the next the next one is gonna be my my like fan of the game I think okay. uh Oh my god. So uh after the players started coming out, after the first few guys came out, this all of a sudden like I, I notice there's I, this I
1: think DeYoung came out and this is what sparked the whole thing, right? Is Yeah, that, is that
0: right? Uh, so yeah, this is what sparked the whole thing. So DeYoung comes out and DeYoung is like taking forever. Like first he's he was one of those guys who like stopped before he actually came out to the bus and uh you know, was talking to some dude for like 10 minutes and you could see him in the concourse and you knew he was coming. And so then he comes out and well, DeYoung, like the kid said, uh, like the fella said, DeYoung, DeYoung actually did sign for everybody. So he comes over, he's taking a super long time. He's signing a ton of autographs. So then behind us, um, all of a sudden I see these like little arms like flailing behind Mm. me. Um, And all I could see were arms. I didn't, I didn't look back. I was, I was too focused on on DeYoung. Um, but, so it turns out that these arms belong to this, like, comically short lady. Um, and, you know, the lady was, again, from what I gathered, just from her vibe, I think she was, like, in her 50s or 60s. Um, and so Mm -hmm. she was having a, she was having a hard time, like, she was trying to take a picture, and, like, she was trying to raise her camera up so she could take a picture of the young, but she wasn't tall enough to, like, raise it over us, and, uh, you know, Jeremy, like, we're no micro guys. But like it shouldn't have been shouldn't have been that hard for her to take the picture over us. But she was just like so like so short that she couldn't do it. So the the guy there was a guy next to us and and he saw that like she was trying to take this picture and so he's like hey do you want me to do that for you and she goes oh oh thank you could you oh oh that's so cool oh thank you. oh oh you're the bomb diggity. Um, <laughs> And so that's what this lady sounded like. Just that—that that was her. That was her one tone of yeah. voice. Um, she sounded like she was just perpetually like aggrieved and like and and had had received bad news about something. She um, she was,
1: if 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 you allow me to say, she, yeah. she was like a she was a, a yenta. She was like an old yenta. And it, hey, listen, if that if that's an, a, a derogatory term, uh, I digress and I take it back. But sure, uh, that that's how I would describe her for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know.
0: Um, so then, then De like he signs for everybody, um, and he has a great, he has a great looking autograph too. Like I said, so it, his, it, you know, he it, it takes him a while to sign. He's he's being real gracious. Um, and we should say that when we first got out there, there was this uh, little girl with her parents next, to, like directly next to us. So just yeah. right next to me, and I said to Jeremy, I was like, oh nice, like we got a kid here. That's always a good yeah. thing. Like they might come over, but then for whatever reason, they disappeared. But then they, they eventually came back once DeYoung got over. But they were in a much worse spot, like way I, over, way I, over.
1: I think they just moved to that spot of their own will, I think, they, maybe.
0: Yeah, and they might have. They might have. They um, So they, they moved over there. Um, And so DeYoung, he, he comes over to us. He's going down the line. He signed probably 25, 30 autographs at this point. He finally gets to us. I don't even think he was going to sign for me, but I just stuck my scorecard out, and he signed for mine. And then I was the last person he signed for, and then he went in. Um, so of course, since this little girl is in like a worse spot, she didn't get his autograph. Um, right. and so DeYoung goes back and, and then the, this lady behind us, she goes, oh, oh, I feel so bad that he didn't sign for
1: that little girl. Yeah. She's like, I'm so sad for that little girl.
0: Yeah. Um, and so she was probably there for a period of maybe five to eight more minutes. And over that period of time, she said that same thing like five times. Yes. I would say general. I'm not exaggerating. Without exaggeration, if I had to guess how many times she she said that, I would say she said it five times. Just yeah. oh. Oh but I feel so
1: bad for that little girl. Yeah. Um, I'm just so sad for her. I'm just so sad for that little girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um it's like give it a fucking rest, man. Yeah. Um and so first of
0: all, we looked over at the little girl and like yes. she was like she she was on her dad's shoulders, like laughing, like she was just like in hog heaven, like yeah, having bouncing
1: a, up and down, like smiling, yeah. giggling, Like, because, yeah, I was saying like the first time she said it, I'm like, Oh, that sucks. She didn't sign yeah. for her. Like I actually was like, Oh, that's that's too right. bad. Right. But the lady kept fucking saying it, and I yeah, I looked over and I was like, "Lady, look at the fucking girl. I don't think she's too upset about it."
0: No, and like I wanted to turn to her and be like, "Hey, Mother Teresa, if you're so upset about it, why don't you do something about it? Why don't you call that family over and give them your spot?" Um, yeah, right. Yeah, but like no, she she just wanted to say like, "Oh, oh." Um, you know, I uh I I was in a situation a different time, Jeremy. This was not at a baseball game, but like I was kinda I was forced to just be stationary while I had to listen to this phone call of this person who had just gotten a call from somebody and like that the person on the other end of the line had just like quit a job that they'd been at for a long time. And the person who was who was next to me who was on the phone was like, "Oh, Oh, I'm so happy for you. Oh, that's such a big step you took. Oh my God! Oh, um, I cannot stand that, man. It's like you ever, you ever, are you ever like on the L train or just anywhere, and all of a sudden people just start laughing like hysterically, just as at at, like like at as if they were just heard the funniest thing that ever was said. They're just laughing hysterically in situations like that. I want to say to the person, like, hey, you know what? Whatever it is you're laughing at, it's not that funny. It's not that funny (laughs) because I haven't laughed that hard in years genuinely so whatever you're laughing at it can't be that funny so it's same thing man like you know on the day james gandolfini died i i maybe was like oh man that fucking sucks but i wasn't like oh oh james gandolfini di- oh that's so sad oh so I'm like so fuck this lady for, i'm dude. so
1: sad for Edie falco <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so so anyway like you know she that happens. And then Yachty or Molina comes out and she's like, oh, oh, I want to see Yadi." Yeah. Um, and so Yachty or Molina comes out and th- there was so much crowd noise. But I was I, at this point, like the last time that she'd said the the kid thing, I, I, I did the, the rain delay theater move where I just I pursed my lips together and I squinted and I just I just shook my head, you know, hopefully yeah. like so she would see it. Um, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of like our move now when something goes wrong, just, just purse your lips and squint and just, just shake your head <laughs> at it. Um, so, uh, but then when or Molina came out, I, I started saying to you, Jeremy, I, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, like or Molina has got to be on, on my, uh, you know, my, my list of like top guys I hate most in baseball. Um, and <laughs> I, right, if, you if she say, you did say yeah, it. Yeah, I did say that. it. And it, it was just, it wasn't, uh, it was too loud like everywhere else to have the impact. So I was, I was also going to be like, yeah, man, did you ever see that clip where like, you know, a, a pitch bounces in the dirt and it hit Yachty in the chest protector and stuck to his chest protector? Like... I, I don't think they ever really investigated the Cardinals enough for, like, sticky stuff and cheating, man. I, yeah. I really don't think so. You know, and Yachty thinks he's, like, the baseball police. Like, the Cardinals are the worst, man. Remember how racist they were to Jason Hayward the one year he played there? And, like, well, I was I, just going to
1: – Dexter yeah. Fowler, too, yeah. Yeah, and
0: Dexter Fowler's I was just going to go on, like, with the idea being that, like, if, if this lady's, like, Cardinal fandom was a, a, a hot air balloon, I was just like I wanted to, like, just shoot buckshot at it.
1: But like, yeah, well, yeah, just send just send her over to the uh, best fans in baseball uh, Twitter account. I mean, that's, right? Yeah, that's yeah all I need right there.
0: Yeah. So anyway, uh, but she left. She left shortly after Yachty got on the bus, and it was yeah. just uh, that was bad. Um, speaking of being on the bus, I guess we could go back to the Michaelis guy for one second. So after Albert Pujols comes out, this this uh, Michaelis guy, he's like, yeah, Albert, Albert, oh, God, yeah. Albert, and then like. You know, Albert Pools gets on the bus and like goes to the back seat of the bus, <laughs> and and like this guy keeps yelling. He's like Albert, Albert, and then that the, the little girl who was over on the other end like yeah. started chanting with him. And I felt embarrassed. I was like, oh no, her parents must be so embarrassed that she got like caught in the wake of this like just this piece of shit guy. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was all bad. It, like just cardinal Cardinal fans suck, man.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just fucking creepy, man. I mean, like, I was I was at the game today, and Pujols, like, uh, got introduced or whatever, and there was a woman next to me, Cardinals fan, and she was just, like, looking at him like she was looking at, like, her son, like, on graduation day or something, <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh, Albert, oh, Albert, like, just <laughs> smiling and clapping and just, like, fucking, like, beside herself, and it's like, Jesus, man, come on, man. I'm like, I was, it's like enough already, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, maybe this is my disdain for pool host just having endured this for two days and I'm going to endure it again uh, on Thursday. But, uh, but yeah, it's like enough already. Like to quote uh, Tom Brenneman um, about Cubs fans, enough already. Um, Jack, if you don't know that clip, I'll have to send that to you. No, I, like,
0: I've never seen that. I'll have to, yeah. to show me that.
1: They were um, talking about, it was Brenneman real quick was like the Cubs were playing in, in Cincinnati and like Bryant was having like a three hit game. He had a three hit game and Cubs fans were cheering and he was like, yeah, a lot of Cubs fans made the trip out to Cincinnati. And he's like, and there, there seem to be letting, letting the team like know about it too. And he's like enough already. And it's like, fuck. I mean, this was before like anything that happened with Tom Brenneman, but like, He's already he was already a piece of trash in my book. But anyway, I again, um, for lack of time, let's move on. But uh, but yeah, so um, so yeah, yeah, Pujols came out and it was like um, it was crazy. Like it was it was Bedlam. And then this guy was like cheering and uh, he was trying to will Albert Pujols back out. Um, I, um, f- of all the guys that I brought, I brought a card for pretty much everyone. I mean, fuck Ricky, Ricky Horton. I had a card for, I really wanted to get Mike Maddox. That was like my guy. I like really wanted to get Mike Maddox. Um, obviously like a storied, uh, career, um, as a pitching coach, uh, not so much as an actual player, but he's also, he's obviously part of baseball royalty with, with Greg Max being his brother. Um and he's just he's regarded as one of the top pitching coaches in baseball if not the top pitching coach yeah. I would say
0: him and Brent Strom probably yeah
1: yeah and like and so like also he has that that uh, curious walk that he does for his friends across the diamond uh, right when you go back to the uh, White Sox uh, Cardinals game oh yeah um and I brought his 1987 card which happened to be his rookie card and it's like a nice card where he's posing and everything and I'm like this would be a really cool card for him to sign and uh, it would just be really cool to get and I'm like. He might not sign, but like he probably would and he should. He should sign um, uh, based on the demand, I would say. Um, and he comes out and I'm like, Mike, Mike, Mike. Okay, so he, he starts coming out and we're like, I think we, like the bus, the first bus left, so we kind of got pushed back even further. We did. And I was like, Max is coming out. And I'm like, I'm like, I just made like a quick, like a split move to Jack. I'm like, I'm going to run down there. And so like, I ran closer to like by. The main walk, main sidewalk, where they come out, and I held like my card up in the air, and I was like, "Mike, Mike, can you sign one? Can you sign one?" And he he kind of like nodded and like like waved or something, like acknowledged us, and then got on the bus. And I was like, I was like, "Damn it, damn it!" Uh, and of course, fucking inches, Michaelis was was right there, like blocking me out. So, um, you know, I got screwed there. But uh, I came back to my well, yeah, we'll we'll say this first, I guess, right? So I can't, I I I ran off. Wasn't really thinking about what might happen, but I came back uh, to find like this this young girl in my spot.
0: Yeah, we we had we had kind of been displaced. So Jeremy like Jeremy went off by uh, Maddox. And then so I, I was kind of just or not by Maddox, but he, he went to get a more uh, uh, advantageous position to get an autograph. So I was like, shit, like, should I stay here? Or if, Ma- if Maddox starts to sign, he might only sign a couple. So like I kind of drifted in the general direction of Jeremy and sort of gave up, gave up like our spot. Um, And then, like, just immediately, like, I, I, like, I had planted my feet, like, a little bit closer to you. And then, like, before I could pivot to go back, like, when I saw that Maddox wasn't going to sign, like, this this little girl just, like, swoops in like a locust. And, like, (laughs) uh, if if locusts are things that swoop in, uh, that was how I described it in the notes. But, like, she just, like, she just immediately took our spot. It's like I left for, like, a second, and, like, you know, <laughs> like, that's what fucking happens, man. And like you said, Jeremy, the, the first bus leaves, and you know, I think we've talked about this before. But when the buses leave, they have to take the stanchions, like, back, and, and the bus drives away. And so everybody kind of gets displaced, and we kind of knew we were going to get screwed. So the way it happened out was we lost our spot to these four, like, you know, oh, high, yeah. school, high school girls who were just, like, On their phones on Instagram. They might have been, like, early
1: 20s or something. I don't know. But, like, they they were, like, fucking, like, bleacher chicks. Like, Linkin Park Trixies. Yeah. Yeah. In Cubs jerseys.
0: Yeah. And they, you know, they were just on their phones on Instagram. Like, not trying to even get autographs or anything. But they they completely, like, and just, like, heartlessly displaced us. Like, they just, they blatantly took our spots. Which is kind of bullshit. Um I mean I I get that it's a free for all but yeah. like come on like we were there like you just you took our fucking spots that's fucking bullshit and you're not even trying to get autographs either you're just you're standing here for you know you don't know you don't know why you don't know why you're standing here um whatever so uh you know the the little girl was just one person so like you know we we got we got our spots relatively close to back and then like she got bored and then these four like as you call them, Lincoln Park Trixie's like just got bored too, and they left about ten minutes after Maddox came out. Um, but that second bus was still there, and so Jeremy was still, you know, he did his own version of Albert, Albert to Maddox, but it was it was actually way funnier and more clever than <laughs> than that.
1: Yeah, I was so I started like holding up like his. His card in the air because, okay, so we were like, we were like kind of directly in front of the bus and we could see like right down the aisle of the bus and Maddox was pretty close to the front and he was talking to someone across the aisle from him and like he, his head, like he definitely could see out the front of the bus. And so I was just holding my, the card up in the air. I was, I was, I actually didn't, I don't even think I really yelled at him at first. I was just holding the card up in the air and like the pen. I was just telling Jack, I'm like, I'm just going to hold this up until he sees it. Maybe he'll come off the bus. Um, it happened with Francisco Cervelli. Yeah. Um. But uh, so I was like just holding it up there, and um. Uh. Some guy came out. I don't. We never figured out who it was. I still never f- figured out who it was. But some guy came out and signed for Inches Michaelis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looked maybe like Nick Punto, but I don't think it was. But he came out and he was sitting across from Max, and they were having a conversation on the bus. So. I had my, I just had my hand raised up in the air and like the bus is way, you know, clearly higher up than we are on the ground level. And so I have to imagine that all the, they just saw a hand in the air with a card in the hand. And like, you know, if Maddox saw it, he could clearly, he clearly has to know that it's his card. And I was just holding it in the air, like Lloyd Dobler in say anything, like holding the boom box. Um, I even started singing the Peter Gabriel song (laughs) at one point, but I was just holding it up there like as like a sign of like just like just like uh, dedication to to trying to get Mike Maddox. Uh, Right. And eventually, then I eventually I did yell uh, Maddox a couple times. I guess Molina. It was maybe when Molina came out, or was it Arenado? Maybe I think Arenado came out, and I yelled like I mean he didn't hear me because there was a crazy like swell from the crowd, but I was like. Hey, send Maddox out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I just held. And then after that, I was just like, I'm like, Mike, Mike. Like, uh, and at this, this point, it was just a joke. Like, I was just like holding it up. Like, you know, like, please come out, Mike. Like, please sign my card. Um, and uh, and then even when the bus drove by, I was. Ho- oh, so I was holding it. Right. So I was holding it. And um, the guy, whatever this guy, this whoever this guy was who came out and signed, I saw his hand go up in the air and wave at me. Like I'm pretty sure he was waving at me because he saw my hand in the air and he was acknowledging that like I was he saw me holding the card up, um, and then when the bus drove by I held the card up again and then that guy was like looking again like as we drove off and yeah it was kind of funny I think he probably told like Maddox like hey man that guy like you know wants your autograph or something
0: yeah you know? and I I actually I pointed to the card too and that you know. <laughs> just to add some extra emphasis to it like when the bus was pulling away and the guy was looking out the window at you and yeah, like yeah. he saw you and was laughing at you so he definitely and like yeah he, he acknowledged you when he was in the bus too so he he saw that something was going on um yeah so that was uh that was awesome so i mean you definitely you committed to the bit for sure like you didn't yeah. you didn't let up and so that was uh that's the important thing i think yeah yeah um, that was pretty funny Uh, yeah, so, so, uh, you know, we're on the north side for this Cubs game, so we're not, we're not, it's not the south side, it's not south side rules, but there was still a, there was still a guy who who had a cooler of, uh, alcoholic beverages and was trying to sell them to these, uh, to, to the autograph goers, um, and, uh, it was, it was absurd, uh, and also, like, you can't do that in Wrigleyville, uh, like, they're gonna, you know, they be, just because there's so many bars around and the bars want all that money. So like, you know, street drinking is not really a thing unless it's like, it's, it's not a thing. Even during it's like co- tea box,
1: it's completely not legal. It's completely no. Ill- illegal. And like people get tickets, like cops wait on like the, uh, Addison red line stop and give people yep. tickets for having open beers. Yep. So it's completely not legal. Um, it's, you know, it's not New Orleans or Las Vegas or whatever, like, where you no. can walk around with a beer, so, but this guy's walking around with the, the thing, and he was just, he was trying to sell to anyone who was near him, he was like, beer, I got beer, and he's he's just yelling it, like, I got beer here, and, like, yep. there's, like, a armed security guard in front of us, and Cubs security staff right there, and he's yep. just like, I got beer, I got beer, like, you <laughs> know, who wants a beer, and, like, we are just like, Jesus, man, and, like, and so wh- he's saying, like, all these, you know, things. He's, like, barking for these, like, for these beer sales. And one of the things he goes was, like, don't be scared. Don't be scared. He's, like, <laughs> I got beer. Don't be scared. And I'm, like, don't be scared. Who are you? Who are you to say to not be scared? What Are you going to, like, talk the cops down, like, when they come over and try to give you a ticket for having an open <laughs> container? Like, don't be scared. You're, you, you you are, you are. <laughs> Miles away from the law, and you're like trying to say this, like it's crazy. Like, yeah. oh, this guy said, "Don't be scared, honey." So let's go and get a couple beers and crack them open in the corner of uh, uh, Sheffield and, and Addison.
0: <laughs> and then, so some some guy actually did buy a beer from him, and uh, you know, I it was almost just out of pity, or like, all right, uh, fine, I'll, I'll buy a beer. What do you got? And so he, the guy the guy buys like a Bud Light, a can, Man, a twelve a twelve ounce can yes. of Bud Light. And he's like, yeah, how much is that? And the street beer guy goes, he goes, F- five bucks. Like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? $5 for a can of street beer is, uh, like, you could have gone in any bar. <laughs> it's, it's Monday night, man. Yeah. It's a Monday night. Every bar probably has $3 Bud Light t- uh, on tap, like on
1: special or in PBR. In Wrigleyville, yeah. In, in Wrigleyville.
0: Wrigleyville. Yeah. yeah, and this guy's selling $5 beers
1: on the street. Um, yeah, illegally, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> where you're <laughs> risking getting a ticket, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it, it. was it was absurd. And so uh, later later on, so that guy was just he was hanging around, and he he was also getting a little bit uh, squirrely, like he was getting a little too close to the action. And then eventually, that armed security guard was like, "Hey, man, you got to get the you got to get out of here." And so I think eventually the guy just just uh, scuttled away, but not before selling a few more white claws to these these two guys. Who, when Tommy Edmund came out. Uh, it turns out that Tommy Edman like knew these guys, and you know he Tommy Edman goes over for uh, like five minutes to talk to these guys. You know, I don't know, I don't know how he knew them, but like, you know, th- that's that's who Tommy Edman is, and that's who these guys are. Like, they just they just bought like five dollar white claws from this fucking you know this degenerate, and now they're talking to Tommy Edman. That's that, that, that something doesn't Wait, sit right about that.
1: Was it? The, it was the same guys who bought the beer. To so it, it, it wasn't
0: one guy there, there were a couple other guys who bought white claws from from him like they had cans of white claw and they were drinking them as they were talking to Tommy Edman. I think they purchased uh. them they purchased them from that guy. They must have got those white claws from somewhere well, and I okay. think that yeah that was when like the security guard kind of tried to kick that guy out because he was just like selling too many things around around them
1: yeah he okay so yeah the 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 guy like was trying to sell like the, these guys stopped the guy and were gonna buy two and then the security guy came over. And kind of, like, broke it up. Yeah. But then as, as, as soon as he walks away, yeah, he, he sold—the guys come back with two Budweisers in their hands or whatever. Yeah. And, like, yeah, so I don't know, like, yeah, maybe they were all part of the same group or whatever. But, like, um—but yeah, but then, yeah, Tommy Edmund did come out. And, like, these—he was getting on the bus, and these guys, like, waved him off the bus, and he came over and started talking to him.
0: Yeah, and so then, you know, he talks to these guys, whatever. Then, you know, he gets back on the—goes to go get back on the bus, and Jeremy, Jeremy says, Hey, Tommy, can you sign one? And he goes, nah, I got to get on the bus. Like, you know, he gestures to the bus and he just goes on. It's like, yeah, yeah man, you, I think you could have signed one dude.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because it would be like another, like, I feel like 15 minutes. Absolutely,
0: dude. yeah. I mean, Arenado and company hadn't even come on the bus yet. And Arenado came out last with a bunch of other guys and, and Marmel, the manager. Um, so, yeah, it was like another 15 minutes. He wasn't going anywhere.
1: No, no. Uh, yeah, It uh, it uh, he's, he's not that big to... Uh, to to turn that down no um and yeah there was there yeah we were we were talking about like there were there were still some like legit cardinals fans there in cardinals gear and like there the crowd dissipated weren't that many people he probably could have signed it's like i was saying like you know if you're a cardinals fan uh in chicago and there's people out there in cardinals gear waiting for your autograph it's like dude just sign for him man like they they clearly care a lot and they're they're like they're way they waited the De- young after he signed, he said, Hey, thanks for waiting. You know? Yeah. Like, which like, that's cool. Like that's the, that's the flip side of the thing where it's like, people can say like, ah, oh, these freaks get away from me. But then, you know, the the flip side of that is someone, a player might actually be like, Oh, these people like waited for me to come out. Like the least I could do is sign for them, you know? So like, it's nice to know that some guys actually have that mentality. Um, but like, yeah, Edmund, like I didn't, uh, you know, he didn't think about that as much as he thought about his like perfect little pressed uh, polo shirt that he was wearing and like his like <laughs> fucking designer fucking backpack that he had. This fucking backpack was like, it's for the you know how like they make like bags for like the the, the person on the go or like, the, you know, pe- you know uh, this bag can take a beating like you know can go through like, this this bag that he was wearing is for someone who like has never like touched a rough surface ever. It's like no, the bag like the- for, for wimps. Like it's the bag for someone who can't handle being breathed on or something.
0: Right. Yeah. I could see like Gwyneth Paltrow recommending this bag.
1: Yeah. Or like fucking I don't know. Or maybe Dino Ballin or something. Like <laughs> you know, there's you know, I wanna I wanna make sure like, you know, we call out some all the people who might benefit from this crappy little bag. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was, it sucked. And like, yeah. So yeah. Tommy Edmund, like have fun with all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that can't, that happened. He was one of the last, like, yeah, like, you know, that, that last group of people came out, a bunch of coaches came out at the end. Stubby clap came out. Oh yeah. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, Stubby Clap gets on uh, gets on the bus, and like as soon as like it was clear that he wasn't going to sign, Jack yelled, "I'm a big strong guy." Yep. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Quoting uh, Pete Alonso.
0: You wonder uh, you wonder if he got it. Probably. Um, yeah. What, what a what a little like what a little shrimp like who who is he to take down Pete Alonso? Um, Stubby yeah, a little guy. Yeah. 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 Right. None of none of those guys signed. Arenado was in that last group. He never even came close. He he did the Machado move, where it's like he looked at the people, but he almost looked through them uh sure. you know so yeah no not even close marmol looked at the people with contempt uh so that yeah, was backwards like, hat yeah so it's like wow dude you're just a figurehead like you're you're just here because like you'll do what yachty molina and pujols and wainwright say like you're just a, you're just a puppet yeah um, exactly so yeah screw that guy uh, but there, there was there was one more guy behind us um who was just being kind of loud and, and dumb he was the, he was the first guy who bought the five dollar beer from uh the, the oh street. was he was yeah he so this was the guy that bought that beer now oh, jeremy okay. I, I I can you know I got the next one but like what was he saying about Chevy's
1: well so so he's like he's like talking about like I don't he's like talking about cardinals the Cardinals players or whatever, and like he's like, Yeah, you know, and this is where I actually thought like this is before he wore out his welcome, like gravely. But he's like, Yeah, you know, the Cardinals guys, you know, they're they're you know, I see him on, on TV, like doing these all these commercials for Ford dealership. For, like, build Ford tough. I'm with the Cardinals, buy this truck, whatever. He was like recreating the uh the commercial and he's like, Yeah, he's like, There are Ford this and Ford that and he's like, um uh and then he's like uh um Oh, wait, or maybe it's the other way around, I guess, right? He was, like, he's, like, uh, no, okay, this is what he did. He's, like, uh, hey, you know, pick up a truck at your local Chevy dealer, like, best whatever. And, like, uh, you know, he, he does, like, the commercial, basically. He, like, quotes the commercial, like, a Cardinals player, like, doing a commercial for a Chevy, yeah. Chevy dealership. And he's, like, yeah, they do all these Chevy commercials, and then you see them, and they, they're they all driving Ford trucks. It's like, yeah, there are no Chevy boys around here, everyone, or whatever. Like, Talking about how they're – yeah, they don't drive the car that they do a commercial for, which, like, should not be a big surprise. But basically saying that they all drive Fords. And then I heard him – I did hear him say, like, yeah, Ford, man, fix to repair daily. It's like, okay, great. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, that
0: He said that was what uh, what Ford stands Ford for. Ford stands
1: for, yeah. I've yeah, also yeah. heard uh, found on roadside dead. Yeah. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so he was just talking about like their choice of cars or whatever. And so I, I, the way, what I, I, I butchered it, but like whatever, the way ever he said it, however he said it, it was actually kind of funny and like, um, well-crafted. I mean, honestly, I got the feeling that he's probably said this before to people. Um, but it was actually like, huh, that's kind of funny. That's a funny observation As if you were a standup comedian, but then he would quickly wear out his, his, any grace that he earned.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you know, people seem to like the first thing that he said. So he just he just he took it he took it too far. Yes, Um, yes. and he just he started he started holding court um, with anyone who would listen. So he was you know he he was he had a group of friends and he was talking to his friends, but he was he was just he was doing that thing where he was talking loudly so everybody could hear him and hear how much he knows. Um, And so at first he started talking about like how in baseball you can't win with just one guy. He's like, yeah, you can't win with just just one guy. It's not like basketball. It's not like basketball where, you know, one guy will win you a championship. Like in baseball, you know, like I think he was saying, like, you have to have a complete team or something. And so then that was one way that you win in baseball. But another way is he's, he's like, yeah, you know, in baseball, you've got to get hot at the right time. Um, and like, he he was emphasizing at the right time and he's like, KC, KC, like they got hot at the right time. Um, and first of all, like, oh, so they were, they they were, they got hot for two years in a row because they made two world series in a row and like, they didn't get hot at the right time. They spent years constructing that team. Um, Jeremy, you were, you said like, you know, the Cubs went wire to wire in 2016. So they got hot on April 1st. Um, yeah, good for exactly. them. Yeah. The Yankees. The Yankees got hot in in 1996, and they won like four straight World Series, so they were hot for four years. Um, this guy just didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, and I, eventually, I asked you, like, you know, who is this guy advocating for, or like, you know, what, like, what team, like, what is he talking about? And you're just like, yeah, I think he's just waxing about baseball.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, he just was like, again, like, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, he like had one observation about, like, one team, and then, like, just was going out. Like, he was, like, saying, like, like, what was the best Cardinal team you ever saw? And, like, well, for me, it was the 2006. And he's like, yeah, yeah. But he's like, this team won the wild card by two games. They finished two games over 500, and then they ended up winning the World Series. I don't know if that was, like, the 2011 Cardinals, I guess. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, like, okay, that happened. But then there's also plenty of dynasties and, like, times like teams like like yeah like went wire to wire it's like what just give it up man like the point is 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 dead like whatever
0: yeah it was uh it it was a, a strange way to end the night um uh so yeah that, that just one just one of those guys who thinks he knows more about sports than he you know than he actually does so just uh going
1: on and on yeah you geez. know
0: yeah for, forget, forget that guy, um, and uh, honestly, forget, forget the Cardinals, man. Like they, they, outside of the young, like none of them were fucking. A- they, they were all assholes. Miles Michaelis, uh, the real Miles Michaelis, came out uh, dressed like uh, a character from Anchorman, just completely ignored everybody. Yachty basically ignored everybody. Pujols, you know, ignored everybody. So, you know, for, forget him, man. Fuck him.
1: Yeah, well, and I guess maybe then, <laughs> then you'll probably approve of what um, inches Michael has said to, to close out the night because oh. there were there were two guys who came out or two or three guys or no, no it was two guys who came out, and they were clearly not players. They were probably we always guess they're like analytics guys or scouts or whatever. But uh, one guy um, had like a shaved head, and one guy had like a beard, like not the most unusual look for for a, a human person. Um, but inch, they, they come out, they get on the bus and, and before they're even on the bus inches, Michaelis yells out like, yeah, bald head and facial hair. And it's like, fuck dude. He, I mean, it was like, it was a, you know, it, it came full circle, honestly. Like it started with yeah, family. And it ended with like, yeah, bald head and facial hair. It's like, what a fucking toad. Like just what a fucking absolute toad. I yeah mean, man I'm glad he kind of disappeared at the end. Cause I like, if he would have said like, Hey man, like. See you later, man. I would have just like kinda of turned away from him and walked away, like just a fucking creep.
0: Yeah, and it's like bald head and facial hair, like you're not Robert Redford, dude. Like well, have you yeah. looked have you looked in a mirror? Also yeah, these these guys. Yeah <laughs> Yeah, and like also these guys are in a major league traveling party. Um and Who you know, what you? what are you what are you doing right now? So uh yeah, but what yeah you're, you're right. What a perfect uh there's some nice symmetry uh with that one right there for sure. Um, finally, uh, just, just like a classic grapher thing. Um, there was, there was like a a bald uh, guy coming out who maybe was a little older than Marmal, but looked like he could have been Marmal. And I, I I said, I said to Jeremy, I said, (laughs) oh man, is that Marmal?" And this lady, this lady next to us turns to me and goes, no. It's like, you know what, man, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I've about had it. I've about had it with like speculating if that's a guy. And then somebody just like turning and telling me, no, like, just, just let me like talk to my friend. And yeah. let us decide that.
1: Jesus. I, I know. It's almost at the point where we should just say, like, we weren't talking to you. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Um, just, just lots of people uh, there to, to tell you how much they know. So, anyway, uh, that's going to wrap up uh, this one. Uh, yeah, this this ended up being a pretty full episode. But, uh, well, it was Cubs-Cardinals, and it was a good game. So, yeah, why not?
1: F- for sure, yeah. Um, uh, it, uh, it was uh, cool to see, the, the to cover this game for the— uh, the, the podcast, uh, the bus wasn't like we got in early, like it did get a little, it did get pretty rowdy, but, um, we were, we were in the best position to get what we could and we got a couple yep. autographs. So like, that's cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, we'll see what the next, uh, what the future holds. Um, Absolutely. Car-
0: cardinals still less, less of assholes than the brewers at the bus. So yeah, I, guess I guess I'll so. get, give them that, give him
1: that. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what's up next, but, uh, but yeah, we'll be coming to you uh, with another episode soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have it for you when we have it for you. The, you know, September Cubs baseball coming up, uh, a couple of bad teams coming up. So I think we'll be able to, you know, have some more bus tails to, to show you. And, uh, we got to get to the white Sox to try the white Sox have introduced new food in the second half of august in the baseball season so we have to go and cover some of that i do want to try some of it it's just asinine to introduce new food at this point in the season but uh so we'll, we'll be coming uh you know we'll be bringing you games from both sides of the city uh for this last month um thanks for again thanks for being patient with us uh, i was out of town last week and um yeah we're just trying to get as many games as we can so uh, we'll be bringing you something very shortly
0: all right, sounds good. For Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sokowski.
1: And I'm Jeremy Dionisio.
0: See you next time. Later.